You are listening to Black Man in the Right World. Hey everybody, this is Mike. This is Grant, and today we're talking about privilege. White privilege. That one. But before we get into that, we're also going to talk about institutional power, prejudice, stereotypes, and oppression. Oh, so we're just going to do it your way then. We're going to start by breaking it down gently, and then we're going to get into it. That was your idea. You wanted to do it this way. I, no, it was my idea, but I, I told you because you have a better platform to get it out there than I do. This is your platform. What do you mean? What do you mean my platform? It's, it's Black Man in the Right World. So, Mike, I've got a couple updates for you. Most interesting. Uh, I'm just going to give you a couple headlines, and I want to get your genuine response to it. So, first one. Uh, prosecutors file a motion to revoke or increase Tory Lane's bail for violating Megan the Stallion's protective order. We've talked about this before. Basically, what's going on, I guess he, like, violated the restraining order against her? Well... Didn't he come on? Okay, when the baby, before the baby acted the fool and said the dumb shit on stage. <laughs> the, the dumb shit. And kept doubling down on it. Mm-hmm. I think he also brought out Tory Lanez on stage as well. Like like a surprise, I guess. Who's under this like Muppet costume? And it was Tory Lanez. Right really? after Megan Thee Stallion's performance. So he was clearly drawing a line in the sand. He was doing too much. He literally was like, I'm going to double down on misogyny and homophobia all in one day, guys. I got this under control. He's like, let me remind you how shitty of a person I am. But anyway, wow. uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't think that was probably everything, but that definitely probably has something to do with it. Oh, yeah, then that makes perfect sense because prosecutors are claiming Tory was within 100 yards of Megan at the festival, which violates the protective order. Stupid. Unless the baby set him up. Unless he's like so actually a champion. He's like, I need to draw attention to homophobia and misogyny. So I'm going to bring Tory Lanez out so he has to face what his problems are. And then I'm also going to show you what happens when you say homophobic things on a stage. So he's actually he's actually a, a hero of social justice. Uh, except for... <laughs> so we didn't talk about this last episode. But what did he say... He's, that was so, like, remember he said something really bad. I can't remember it verbatim, but I do remember he said, like, put your lighter, put your cell phones up if if you don't have AIDS or something like that, if you don't have any diseases or something like that, basically. Like, if you, like he, he was talking about how AIDS is like a deadly disease. Like, put your cell phones up if you don't have that. Also, put your cell phones up if you're not sucking dick in the parking lot. And if your vagina of your pussy smell like water. Oh my God! Yeah, so he basically was saying like anyone. He said anyone who has more than one sexual partner, anyone who might be dealing with these diseases in any way, regardless of how they received it, because he doesn't understand there's multiple ways to get this. Also, people who get it anyway deserve to be treated with respect. I don't care how you receive these. Yeah, your health. um, Yeah, you know. Status should not in any way impact the way that you are doing a lot. Doing a lot. Yeah. He had some, he had white supremacy, uh, fucking like Donald Trump talking points. I was like, why? Do you understand that those words that came out of his mouth could have came out of like a evangelical or far white, right wing racist group? They could have been like, whoever has AIDS and these diseases or people of color, you guys are all bottom beneath, you know, bottom feeders. What's funny is that uh, someone from that identity that you're just describing, the most thing that they would have a problem with of what he was saying was the profanity, not the actual message. And the fact that he's a black man. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> the, the messenger and then, you know, the, but, the profanity. Hey, lots of fucking hip-hop wants to have the same talking points as, like, racist bigots who want to kill us. They go, by all means, continue to be homophobic. 
hip hop. Like y'all, y'all late. Little Nas X is walking to the bank right now while you're over there being homophobic in the corner. Facts. Okay, so here's another one. We've not talked about this before, but apparently a Florida woman was fatally shot by her toddler while on a Zoom work call. Okay. All right. What? Now let me. I got to be respectable for this. Now you said that a woman, a grown ass woman, was shot by her toddler. Yes. Okay. While she was on a Zoom call. Yes. Okay, so the internet was Florida. See, the minute you said Florida, I already knew some shit was about to pop off. Yeah. I already knew. I was like, he said, Florida. I'm like, okay, whatever follows after that is going to be some mess. Mm -hmm. Now, this child. (laughs) Okay, see, when I was a toddler, is the mama mama alive? Let me let me let me find out before um, I continue. I need to understand that she's alive because you know I'm sort of saying it was shit. a fatal gunshot wound oh, to wow. the head. So oh we're God. not gonna we're not gonna go into the how this happened. We're not we're not even gonna get into the details. Wh- which but, apparently it was the father's. It was supposedly it's a father's gun. Oh, that dad is. Ooh. Which honestly, like this is why I'm not down with guns. I'm sorry. Like, like, s- s- like. It's just there's too so easy for it's too easy for things to go way wrong. Well, yeah. Why was okay? There's a million questions I have, obviously, but it's like why was the gun accessible for the three year old child? Because right. at that age, you need to tell them what it is. You need to tell them what it can do. This is why I don't know the the practices they have with their children, but letting your children know that people die and you can hurt people really bad is so important. That's why, like when I have kids. I'm, you know, whatever. The minute when that happens, <laughs> I'm gonna sure to be like, "This is a penis. This is a vagina. That is what they are called in, in textbooks. That is that is the name of it. We're not calling it a little wink, wink, and a and a and a poo poo flower or nothing like that. We're not making up stupid names. You need to know exactly what these parts are, exactly what they do. So mm-hmm. if anybody try to touch your shit or fuck with you at school or somewhere, you know exactly what they tried to do. And you be like, "You uh, uh-uh, you do not touch my penis. That belongs to me." So that's one thing. Then on top of that. Telling people like boys, girls, that people can hurt people, especially at three years old. That's the time like you don't slap people, you don't punch people, you don't guns can kill people, but it can hurt people. If the kid understood, I would I wanna believe that a gun could kill somebody, would never play with it, even if it was free. Only reason I'm saying that because I'm speaking from experience. My whole entire life I knew where my father's guns were. And mm. I never once uh went to physically grab them. Or get them to like threaten anybody. Right now, did I think about it? Oh, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. But <laughs> but but you know, like there's a difference between joking around in my mind. Like I'm so mad right now. I could I could get C four and 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 take over this whole house because everyone's so mad at me. You know, you could be an eighty seven year old. But I've never went was curious enough to play with them because I was like, uh, uh-uh, ain't nothing that gun gonna do but kill somebody. Yeah, it ain't killing me. So, but do you think that, like, showing the kid the gun would just encourage their awareness of it or, uh, or like, encourage them to be curious well, about it? Well, at that age, it needs to be locked the fuck up because yeah. that three-year-old could burn the house down just by turning on the oven. Yeah. A three-year-old could blow the house up by putting a fork, a fork in the microwave. So there's a yeah. whole bunch of normal house appliances that you need to have under child, you know, protection. Totally. So that's that's one thing. But damn, man. That's yeah. That's ooh, and the people on Zoom. Yeah, could you? That's that's a whole other aspect of this. Can you imagine being on the call and someone gets shot in the face with what you're zooming with? I would not know. I wouldn't. That would just be it for me. 
Yeah. I would be like, that's I'm I that's done. Give me my severance package. Cause that is not that is too much. Yeah. That's not what I plan to deal with on a Monday morning. Yeah. Holy hell. That's I'll crazy. be traumatized forever for the rest of my life. That shit is too that's crazy. So that's obviously something that this popped up. I had to share with you because that's just not Yeah, that's a crazy one. Um another thing that's been going on lately. Is Jamie's, it Florida? No, not in Florida. Similar energy though. Jamie Spears has agreed to step down as Britney Spears' conservator. Uh, we mm. talked about Britney Spears in a previous episode when we watched that documentary. Yes, and apparently I heard, word on the street is, that TMZ or somebody ran with the story way too fast, jumped the gun, and was like, Jamie Spears is stepping down, we won, Britney's free. And I'm like, hold on, hold the phone. This is just like when you did the Civil Rights uh, Act. Like, let's calm the fuck down for a second. Oh. And you jumped the gun. So these documents accordingly published by TMZ supposedly were not, um, that it's not legit, I guess. I mean, why would the fuck would I trust TMZ? Weren't they the ones taking pictures of her coochie and shit in 2007? Yeah, that's no good. Fuck them. Like, I'm sorry. Uh-uh. Don't, don't, don't kind of come out here and be like, oh, we're on the side of Britney's freedom. You were on the side of dragging Britney while she was going through her stuff. Well, yeah. No, don't look, get the fuck out of here. First of all, TMZ. Second of all, I think all thing is Jamie Spears said he would like more or less. He he's going to consider the transition. Yeah, he intends to uh, air quotes work with the court and his daughter's new attorney to prepare for an orderly transition Great. to a new that, conservator. That sounds like a white person, like a racist white person, being like, "I understand, and I'm racist, and I will work to improve." my viewpoints and look take a close look at the policies that I that I support and I might consider changing them. It's like, okay, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> you gonna <laughs> you might consider yeah. yeah lying ass. <laughs> okay, so So this this is a little more fun. So since that's apparently fake news, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Erica Badu had to issue an apology to the Obamas for being a terrible guest at his birthday party. Oh, no. What is she? I hope. Was she high? On Thursday, Erica Badu took to social media to issue an apology. Um, she was in attendance at the birthday, and she said, Mr. and Mrs. Obama, please forgive me for being a terrible guest at such a sacred event for your family. I was so inconsiderate. Thank you all for the love. What an example of how not to be. What did she do, though? I, okay, I want to hope, because Erica Badu, is, she's one of my... She's she's anointed for me, so she's like up there with in my Mount Olympus of like powerful black women. So oh, was she high as hell? No, 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 no. Did she have a titty out? No, 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 no. What, it's she... way less bad than that. So although she did not go into detail, many people have assumed that she was referring to the video she shared from the party. Much of the celebration, which was held in Martha's Vineyard, was meant to be kept private. However, when photos of videos of the event started to appear on social media, some people questioned the number of people that were in attendance, seeing how it was still in a pandemic. So she basically leaked uh, their real guest list as opposed to their public guest list. Fuck that. Okay, Erica, yes, apologize because you need to do that to make yourself feel better and say that to the Obamas. But at the same time, fuck that. I dare somebody to comfort this black family, the perfect black family, and say that they can't have a fucking... 
barbecue or something because of the coronavirus. One, he was not the president when the fucking coronavirus came, popped up on here and got out of control. Two, uh, Donald Trump had a whole ass series of rallies and and fucking revolutions. So I don't... Is he still doing that? Well, actually, I don't know what he's doing. So, no, no, no. No, no, no. Because you know know Fox News is somebody who's running with that. The Obamas are out there having a barbecue while meanwhile we're suffering. Nigga, weren't you just mad saying you're not going to put on a mask because uh, you want to get your drink on at the bar or you don't want to put on your mask because you want to fucking go into a fucking Whole Foods with no shoes on, look like a damn fool? Like, don't see, I dare motherfucking racist person. That's why we're going to talk about privilege today. Yep. So that's our topic. Uh, we're talking about privilege today. Privilege as a whole. As a whole, but we all know what we're really talking about when we start to talk about the P word. Yeah. White privilege. Oh, yeah. I can say it because I'm white. <laughs> Shit, I can say it too. White privilege. You ain't got to worry about me second guessing what I'm going to say. We are not the same person. That is very true. I'm like, I let, I let a motherfucker call me out. But there, there is a, um, multiple layers of, of privilege, which is interesting. This is something that... Is like a was new to me when I entered college, obviously, um, and I had no idea. So, like straight up, what like do your best to to describe to me what you originally thought privilege was, or where you thought being your rich. position was? Oh, being rich, being being wealthy—that's what I thought it was. Okay, because there there is an element of that. Yeah, but that 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 considers one small component of a type of privilege. But like before I went to college, I don't think I I really thought of privilege in any way other than like, oh, we're so lucky we live in America. Oh, we're so lucky that, you know, we, you know, have food on the table and and something to eat. I thought of it as like, um, you know, what you should be thankful for uh, as opposed to uh, really even using the word privilege. Um, I don't think I had that word in my vocabulary in the same way. Unless I was thinking about someone who was extremely privileged, like wealthy. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I guess I kind of had, when I was really, really little. Yeah. Really, 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 really little. Like baby, like sperm little. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> when I was just going? <laughs> when I was just a thought um, in my, my parents' eye. I, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to say I learned before. <laughs> But no, I, I I guess when I was a small child, I also thought that privilege. I was like, oh, privilege just means like you just have more shit, yeah, and you will always have more shit. I was always thinking about. I was focused on the result of privilege and not so much the process. Mm. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, I understand what it is because I definitely started to to understand it by me living in certain spaces, going to certain schools. I had the privilege. And access to things that other students or people that looked like me, more more predominantly black or dark skin, didn't have access to based on the school they went to. And I didn't have access to those things because of me. I had access to those things because of the people who ran the school where I went. Yeah. So it's like I just lucked out. Being the token black guy or whatever, the one black guy in class, yes, when it gets to civil rights and slavery, it sucks because everyone looks at me for two sentences of the fucking history book and they're like, do you know about blackness? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like eight. I'm scared. Uh, and everyone they, just looks at you like 
thinking you're going to yeah. have all the answers? Or yeah, they just want to see what you think about it? Like, I don't know, both maybe. When they're like yeah. eight years old, I don't know what they're thinking. They look at me like, so what did Martin Luther King, what did, What was he like? And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> did uh, you know him? You knew him, right? <laughs> Do I look like I know Harriet Tubman? Because I'll take offense to that. You, you you went to the Obama's birthday party, right? Yeah, I was there. Sorry, Eric Badu. I was also there. Um, I just didn't take video like you did. I, I just reshared your video. Yeah, I so. reshared yours. Because <laughs> so you got in trouble. But no. yeah, I, I think being the only token black kid had those negative parts to it. But then also the plus side was that like, I just, like if the white kids are having a pizza party, I'm having a pizza party. Mm. Like if I, if, if we get to go to the four or five different field trips because their parents in the booster clubs wouldn't do too much with their money, it's like, oh fuck, I guess I can do it too. My, my parents by all means were, worked very hard and we weren't, we weren't like low middle class or anything like that. We were, we were pretty well off, but I will, but I got to benefit by being in that space through all through all their privileges, so like yeah. it's it definitely as I got older I started to realize what it actually means, and it's a lot more than just like I got a lot of money. Right. Yeah. And and there's actually different types of it, but do we want to start? Um, uh, we have a definition for privilege. Um, in order to talk about this conversation, I guess as a whole, we need to talk about a couple different definitions I, for terms. Yes, I, I think I think before we really dive into this, because I want to assume that some of the people that are listening to this. Yes, you might have a basic understanding. They'd be like, Mike, I was in social justice class with you. I already know this. That's fine um, if you already know this, but sit in your shit and still go through it. Wait, but, quick sidebar. Is there such a thing as a social justice class? What do you mean? Like an actual class called social justice? No, I was me generalizing. Okay. It would be like women's <laughs> studies or like African-American studies right. or Africana studies or something. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Just, 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 just wanted to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Be I like, was like, so, oh, is this an actual? It would topic? be like a sociology class. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's like race classes on race theory and shit though. Yeah. College oh. is college, so yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, please, please continue. Yeah. There's like white privilege one on one. You take that class. It's amazing. Um, so <laughs> we're basically gonna go over some definitions of power and privilege that is gonna lead us to what what privilege is and what we're kind of gonna talk about. Because yes, we're gonna fuck with white privilege a lot because mm-hmm. I want to yell at Grant. Yeah, and then also I just want to yell at white folk, um, but no, I think it's important to address those because I think so many times we kept touching on like, oh, I have privileges here in this area as a man, or I have privileges in this area based on where I grew up and all that stuff. And people probably were like, well, Mike, you have privilege, but you'll never have as much as like Grant does. And I'm like, yeah, that's true, but let's break down where and when those those instances occur. Yeah. Um, but before we get to privilege, I'm gonna go down the list of just a couple of definitions that help us understand the grand scheme of this conversation. Right. Um, first is institutional power, uh, which is the ability or official authority to decide what is best for others. The ability to decide who will have access to resources, the capacity to exercise control over others. So institutional power is something com- that is commonly misconstrued to being uh associated with prejudice Hmm. so when people go oh you're racist racism for the actual scientific or whatever the 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 bucket that this falls into yeah the the, the true definition of what racism would fall under would be under institutional power right that is that is what racism is is an institutional power sexism is an institutional power uh home even homophobia or 
heteronormative heteronormativity those things are institutional powers those are the way things are designed and built and then things that live within that or people that have power within that that control those things and, and have high positions in that they're able to exert that power people think that you know immediately oh when you say call someone a nigger or something or an n-word or or f-word or something like that they're like automatically like oh that in your racist, they, they they automatically assume that is the only way to be racist, right. and that's and, not true. And and a lot of people push back on this idea of uh, institutional racism or systemic racism because I don't know why people get so triggered by it. Actually, like like there's a lot of white, predominantly conservative people that are so offended by calling out the institution or like the the system, and I'm just like that. I, I said this last time, but I was like. It's it's very clear to me that that is like a a a, a way to understand this that that lets you as a white person still live your life and not hate yourself. So, yeah. So like, why wouldn't you like first look at that and be like, okay, that that has some merit. Like, Isn't that crazy? I think it's, I mean you don't want to know that your your whole livelihood, the foundation that you stand on, is built on some bullshit. Like, people don't want to address that. But what, that's so funny because the argument why we sh- we're not allowed to tear down the fucking racist Confederate statues that were built in the 60s, the reason why they say don't build, turn those down because we need to not erase our history. We need to face with the negativities of our history. So it's like, hey, black people, enslave, in, in descendants of slaves, you have to fucking remember that you are a slave by looking at this fucking statue of General Lee. But I... Don't get the. I don't have to talk about it because it makes I me feel uncomfortable. I don't have to think about you as uh, or your people as a slave. <laughs> yeah. Because there's not statues of you as a slave for me to think about. Yeah. So no, therefore, I don't think about it. No statues of slaves because I don't want to think about having you as a slave. But I'll have statues of slave owners because I need you to remember where you're placed. Ugh, and th- that's okay. why the logic is fucked up. Yeah. Um. Just but, say you're racist. Just say it. <laughs> but yeah, but institutional power is a good way to to think about it and not get caught up on the like. I don't know, the, the, the trappings of the, like, that's real or that's not real. It's like, no, we know institutional power is real. We institutional know, power? We, Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, we know, we know it's real. I mean, like, like uh, people who have this um, concern about, col- let's just talk about colleges for a second. Colleges have too much power to shape the minds of young people, let's, uh, let's say. That is institutional power. If someone is concerned about the power that, you know, liberal arts colleges have, that is an institution inflicting power. We, they're, they're the same people are also afraid of governments inflicting too much power over over people. That is institutional power. Why is it so hard to uh, think about it as the government can be racist or colleges can be racist? But see, okay, because I because I, I want to go into the definition of prejudice, but I also want I want to I want to see like do you that when you think that a colleges are racist. What what do you think that means? Do you think that that means that the college looks and goes, I don't want no niggas at my school? <laughs> Are you asking me? Because I definitely don't <laughs> think they do that. Like, because I know you don't think that. But yeah. I, so it's not that. Now, yeah. so prejudice, the definition of prejudice is a judgment or opinion that is formed on the insufficient grounds before facts are known or in disregard of facts or in disregard of facts that contradict it. Prejudices are learned and can be unlearned. Now, colleges, governments, uh, I don't know, churches, money itself, religion definitely, 
Uh, there's so many different things. Business. Businesses, corporations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all of these things that, ha- that have extreme institutional power, um, they they don't exert prejudice as much as you think. They wasn't able to do that for a long ass time because the biggest get fired over shit like that. Like mm-hmm. we we already know. If somebody goes to the job and they go, I don't like. Oh my god, this woman should not be working here because she's a woman. Like you say that, you already in trouble. You all way before me too. Uh, yeah. But what is happening now? People are addressing actual institutional power, not the prejudice. Where the institutional power is, well. Since this company has started, it's always been white men that work here. So why would we change that now? I understand that everyone should have an opportunity, but this is just the way it is. That is institutional power because you are doing something based off of what the way it's always been. Mm-hmm. When we good and damn well know that it used to be slaves, it used to be very misogynistic, it used to be very racist, it used to be very bad, like physically uh, prejudiced. So why are you shouldn't you should be changing everything? You, we should be reinventing the wheel a lot. And mm. I think we're not. I think we're trying to hold on to a lot of these old ass racist wheels and it's time to let them niggas go. Mm. So uh, And and uh, I guess like what what that means is that like the institutions themselves are, are usually not prejudiced, but the people inside them they they ex they have individual prejudices. Would that be accurate? Um they sometimes they cannot. They don't have a pre- they don't have to have an actual prejudice. But just the way things are designed, it's not designed for everyone. A, right. be- a better example because people get their fucking buttholes hurt over racism so much. But we're gonna talk about it. Don't worry, we're gonna talk about it. Mm-hmm. But an example is for ableism and the institutional power that the the way you know quote unquote able bodied people, which I don't like that. Because uh, it's just dis- disabled. I guess there's disabled people. There's able able people. So but that it is what it is. Um, but so the the way how most buildings and things are built, like you could think about the steps of Los Feliz where we live. Uh, you could think about like just ch- uh, churches and banks and schools and roads and streets. Everything is just steps and stairs everywhere, right? It's just accessible for all of us. Oh wait, but what about people who can't walk, or people that don't have legs or access to 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 using their lower uh, body for for mobility? Mm-hmm. They where do they go? Oh, there's wheelchair ramps sometimes on buildings, but not on all of them. So I guess you just can't come in here. The fuck? They so they don't deserve to come into the building? No, that's not what I was saying. I'm just saying that it costs a lot of money to build a wheelchair ramp, and I don't have time for that. So like maybe you need to go find somewhere else to go. Now that that's an institutional power because. The world is designed and built for the majority, which are people that have access to using their legs for mobility, not right. people who don't. So right there, that people aren't people aren't going and building buildings and saying, I'm purposely doing this so no one could come up in here with a wheelchair. No one is doing no one's actually trying to do that. I don't think Hopefully. Yeah. You know, I mean there, there probably is a sect. Because like, after, after Donald Trump as presidency, there probably is a group of people that actually do some shit like that. Yeah, where they just they just start spiteful just to be just to be spiteful. Yeah, voting rights type shit. You know, yeah. they, these niggas is actually trying to do it, but right there there can sometimes be just the way things are, the way things are designed or built structurally. This is just the best way, and so we're gonna do it this way. I know it's gonna be unfortunate for a very very small group of people, but that's a small group of people. How are they really gonna be affected by it? And like. Maybe not today, but if you do this for 400 years, yes, they will be extremely affected by it. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's that's prejudice and institutional power different. Prejudice is I don't like them niggas because I think black people are scary. 
institution of power is let's just have a neighborhood with all white people because it's too expensive for people that don't have the money to live here and those people that don't have money to live here just to have me the black people that we don't like <laughs> like it's like this is, system is designed to make sure that we can exert our prejudice yeah um stereotypes so, how'd that happen uh, yeah oops um now yeah. stereotypes are an exaggerated or distorted belief that attributes i said it I did it just again because I keep saying attributes. attributes. Yeah, I, it's play. This is why you know I play too many fucking video games. Attributes. Attributes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Gotta like, get my stats up. Yeah, let me get my stats. <laughs> like he's fucking. He's got mana and shit. Okay, no. The stereotype is an exaggerated or distorted belief that attributes characteristics to members of a particular group, simplistically lumping them together or refusing to acknowledge differences among members of the group. And we've we've talked about stereotypes before. Oh, we did racist we, stereotypes. Yeah, we know episode. we know all about that. Yeah, like all black people can dance. All black people good at sports. All Asian people are smart. All white people like Grant uh, are racist. Yeah, like <laughs> like they I believe that one. Yeah, like stereotypes are stupid. Stereotypes yeah. generalize people, and it's very it's, you do no homework. I think our do do you think our culture has come around on stereotypes? No. Okay. I think we know how to be. I think we know how to avoid saying them out loud. But do we still think it? Absolutely. Mm. And we're gonna do an uh, episode specifically on that. Yeah, we can do an episode on racist thinking because yeah. that's a whole. That's a topic. Yeah. Uh, okay. So now that we got we got institutional power, prejudice, and stereotype out of the way, we understand what those things are. If we don't, too fucking bad. Uh, go sit in your shit. The next one is oppression. Oppression. This one's a little bit longer. Oppression is the combination of prejudice and institutional power. So Boom. Just, there you go. Yeah, so those things took those two things go together. I was kind of touching on that. So when prejudice and institutional power come together, they create a system that discriminates against groups. Sometimes they're called target groups, uh, subordinated groups, oppressed groups, whatever you want to say. Black mm. people, <laughs> the gays, uh, <laughs> and the women. So and then there's other groups that it benefits. Those groups are sometimes called dominant groups. Or white people, white men, <laughs> cishead white men. <laughs> we'll yeah. get into why. Uh, examples of these systems are racism. We know what the fuck that is. Sexism. We know what that is, too. Heterosexism. Some bullshit. Ableism. What's the difference between heterosexism and sexism? Sexism is between is like a gender thing. Mm-hmm. It's a biological, oh, heterose- biological sex. Heterosexism. Heterosexism is, is, is against homophobia. It's yeah. against uh, homosexuals. Right. Myself, I guess. I don't know. Hom- homophobia, basically. I don't, I don't know what the scientific term is for me. What is it like a scientific term for like... A bisexual person? I guess bisexual is a ter- scientific term. Yeah, if, it, if there's homosexual and then bisexual. Oh. I don't even... I don't even get a cool name. Like, it's just a... Okay. Like, gay is like not the real actual term. Lesbian Correct. is not the actual like term. Yeah. I just get a scientific term. Okay, whatever. See, this is oppression right I'll there. I'll buy. I mean, buy is the short version. I'm going to call it... I am. I can't think of anything. <laughs> I'm gonna try to think of something cool. Bubblicious. There we go. That, because I love it's like it. Bubblicious. It's, it's a mixture of blue, pink, and purple. Bubblicious. Bubblicious. Uh, that's, that's the actual term. Bubblicious. So it stands for lesbian, gay, bubblicious. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I like. I'm it. stupid. Bub- All right. <laughs> so examples of these systems that I talked about when prejudice and institutional power come together are racism, sexism, heterosexism, ableism. Classism, 
Classism is what is one that people constantly forget about. Mm-hmm. That is the one that has literally driven us to Donald Trump's presidency. It's it's really the one that underlines, in my opinion, all of this stuff except maybe sexism. Yes, because class classism is how countries and 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 the main institutional powers, which are governments exert power over those said countries. That's mm. how the wars are started, that's how the wars are ended, and that's how we continue to stay within these, some of these wars. It's because there is a class separation. You hear about people leave, taking people's homes. You hear about people taking people's land. You hear about people not being able to afford to live over here and over there, redlining. All, the, all of our politics is based on uh, districts and representatives and senators that all go to meet and con and communicate about what their needs are and what's important to them. And I'm like, how the fuck are we doing that when our country is as big as a continent and the needs of someone that lives at the bottom of Texas is not going to be the same needs as somebody that lives at the top of Montana. The needs of someone that lives in Kansas is not going to be the same needs as someone that lives in like sunny Los Angeles. But yeah. somehow we got to make laws that address all of them. Yeah, and the, to the victor go the spoils. So whoever can pay the most gets their laws passed. Thus classism. Because people classism. with money can money talks. Yeah. And uh, fun fact, the yeah. origins of racism in America starts with um, trying to convince poor whites that well, at least okay. they're better it, than it, slaves. It was enforced by that. It yeah. started with just taking black people and putting them on boats and bringing them over oh, here. True. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> it how, started, how easy I forget. Yeah, it started It started with like coming over here and be like, wait, we didn't know where we was getting our ass into. We didn't bring no sleeping bags. We didn't bring nothing. It's cold as hell over here. Native Americans help us. Oh my God, we're going to kill you now because we're crazy and we took you over. That's when it started. But then yeah, true. It, it kept going because you tell poor white people, at least you're not these indigenous, dark-skinned, black, African, whatever you have, whatever whatever it may be. And make people. them hate those people. Yes. And not the rich guy who has, like, you know, X amount more land than you do. And yeah. Yeah. A guy who has a name, who has a company where his name is all over it, and he's, like, supposed to be one of the richest guys in America, and his family's all rich. Somehow he can get away with saying, like, I'm here for you. And all the poor people are like, yeah. And I'm like, Donald Trump literally was a Bond villain. You guys were cheering for him. Y'all crazy. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> racism aside, like, I can understand that they were gave the presidency, like, all these poor, you know, racist people gave the presidency to a KKK leader or something like that. I would have understood that more. But, like, Donald Trump? Like, you literally gave it to someone that, like, like dollar signs, Richie Rich is, like, is like he's synonymous with him. him. Do you know that book that is the kid who was president? Um, it was like a it was like a chapter book when we were kids that came out. Kid president, that. something like that. Basically, Maybe. the gist of it is this kid somehow becomes president. Or like you think of the movie Blank Check. You remember the Disney movie Blank Check? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the whole thing is like the kid's like, "What would I do with a million dollars? Like, like, oh man, like I would have the life I always wanted, right?" Like, all of a sudden, he he gets that, and then he, like, goes and buys a castle and all this stuff. Like, there's that fantasy element of it, and I think he tapped into that fantasy element, and he basically was just pitching people the fantasy of being rich and the fantasy of having power. Um, And he made it really easy and really, like, really marketable, and then people bought into it, despite facts and reality. Yeah. I can be a millionaire, like, one day, and it's like, I guess. I can be just like him. Uh, no, you can't. Um, there's a lot of things you need to do to get there. Okay. Uh, so that's what classism is. Ageism, that's a big one. We don't, like, how many times have we been, like, oh, like, you know, you see older people and stuff like that, and they're kind of, like, they're getting in the way of society. 
Or you can go somewhere like at a regular, you know, nine to five job or something like that. They're probably not going to hire someone that's 72 years old because they'll be like, oh, no, he he's too old. He probably can't do this job properly. Now, if they need to rerun for government or president or control the entire fucking country, millions of people, they can do that. But he might not be able to be a cashier at a Vons. <laughs> or like or like he doesn't know how to use Microsoft Excel. Yeah. Or but Google we'll let, Drive. But we'll let him fucking run an entire state. Like, I don't understand. That's some crazy shit, right? That all the politicians are old as hell, but they can't get a job at Walmart. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this that's interesting. What? There's There's some strange stuff going on with ageism. Let them go. That's why they argue with uh, AOC now, because, you know, the AOC's young and dumb. They're old and wise. And I'm like, y'all going to be all over the place because of ageism, because of things that we put on prejudices and institutional powers designed to benefit those people or not. And, that, and that's a good example of when I tell you when it benefits them and when it doesn't. It, ageism right. is very interesting because sometimes like government and CEOs and being in charge, it benefits them. But then yeah. other times, like access to just the everyday life is not designed for an old person. seems to me it just comes down to power, power imbalance. It's like yeah. when a young person has the power as like the CEO of the company, they're going to be discriminatory towards an older person that they don't see as like you know, as effective as, like, another young person versus, like, when the old people control government, they're not going to see a young person as effective as, like, an older person because they're young and dumb and they don't know how to play the game like we do. Yeah. It's basically, like, who looks like me? Yeah. Okay. Um, Interesting. Anti-Semitism is the last one. See, this is, that's that's the one that's hard because, like, when, for me, and, and I, I normally don't even say this publicly, but one, I'm against, obviously, like, I, I'm against uh, being negative towards anyone especially that because that one is the root that got us here to begin with because like, that's, that's biblical times right yeah but it, it is always so interesting to me that we have to constantly separate it it's because it's racism it's a type yeah, it's of just, racism it's just racism to me but if i say that you know people could probably take that the wrong way like no it's a whole other thing i'm like well because it is also discriminating someone based on their religion so it but, is yeah it is really like a religious discrimination too we but we so badly had to separate it that like and being an ant, like a semi is like Arabic people too, like Islam people, Islamic people, like Muslim is so falls under that. They mm-hmm. are so being an, being an anti anti Semitism is beating up and kicking the Palestinian person out, or beating up and kicking out the Israeli person. But now we don't say that because now it's Islamophobia versus. Uh, anti-Semitism. We separated. We, we, we gave it to one group now when it originally wasn't like that. If you don't believe me, look it up. Do your research. I sound like one of the fucking like fringe. <laughs> like, do your research. But yeah, at one point it was it included more groups of people. Now it's one group of people, and I'm like, that's why it's gonna take us forever to win this fight because we keep separating everything. We need to just be like, don't do any of these things. These all these things are falling under the same category. Yeah, because they're all prejudiced. The, that because all that whole list was under prejudice. Prejudice, right? Uh, this, yeah, it's under oppression. Oh, different types of oppression. Got yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, that's when the two things come together. The prejudice together. is where you just, you know. Remember, look. prejudice and institutional power leads to oppression. Yes, got it. Uh, I, I was just meaning to clarify that prejudice is when you group someone up and just say, I don't like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these systems enable dominant groups to exert control over the target groups by limiting their rights, their freedom, and access to basic resources, such as healthcare, education, employment, and housing. The four levels of oppression, or the isms, uh, quote unquote, is ch- and change. They're, these are the four ones. So there's personal uh, oppression, I guess, which is like the values, beliefs, and feelings. 
Uh, then there's hmm. inter interpersonal, which is the actions, behaviors, and language. And then there's institutional, which is the rules, policies, and procedures. And then there's cultural, which is like beauty, truth, uh, and what is right. Oh, interesting. So, so like that. So this this is this is where. This is where it gets very confusing and convoluted and people start to get all confused. Like, I didn't even mean to do that and all that stuff. because you probably did one of the easier levels. <laughs> you, you didn't do level four uh, prejudice or oppression. You did, like, level one, level two. Now, so that's the personal. Where, gotcha. you, where like, say, right now, black people with, uh, with, with uh, gays. They're like, overall, I think there is some acceptance there. But there is a lot of weirdness where like people still can support people like the baby be like, he said nothing wrong, he did nothing wrong. And that is because of personal beliefs that have been so deeply ingrained through into them, whether it was through religion, whether it was through class, whether it was through racism, white supremacy, whatever powers, prejudices, or uh, um, stereotypes allowed them to get to that place or how they feel about the gay community, that's where they are. So now it has become a consensus, which has become a belief. It has become an idea. And then it becomes a form of oppression. So it becomes a form of oppression. So you automatically know if I'm a lesbian or a gay person in the black community, I'm going to, at some point in time, experience this personal level of oppression because that has become an ingrained belief within the community. Right. The same thing is like... Uh, certain women revealing, you know, their face or certain parts of their body in certain religions or certain countries or, uh, you know, wives doing certain things uh, differently. Like, I'm not going to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm going to go out and work and, and do this stuff. Like, there there probably be a group of people that be like, oh, she's not a true woman. She's not a good mother. She's a bad mother and all stuff because she's doing things that are weird that's outside of the beliefs of, like, the American ideal or the, the homemaker house of the woman, mm. which is actually just a sexist thing that we've somehow created. But it's become a belief that is so deeply ingrained. And then it becomes a form of oppression that keeps people from, uh, from women from doing that. Yes. So values, feelings, and beliefs. Those are those are things like that, level one unlocked. <laughs> huh? Level one oppression unlocked. Yeah, unlocked. Like I, this is how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, that's, that should be the easiest one to break, I believe, because you could be like, I was wrong. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Well, here's a thought, because I've always thought it's so easy to do that when you get called out, but it's really hard to do that when you realize it later or you didn't even realize it. And then like years later, you have a new level of understanding and you're like, oh my God, that thing I said at that time to that person was bad. Um, so, but like in general, it's easy to, to apologize for it, yet somehow people find it so difficult still sometimes. So difficult. People don't want to admit they're wrong. Yeah. But because- then that makes me wonder, so if that's level one, and that's like the personal. I mean, I put that on there. I put the level one. But that... well, but I think I think there's something to this. So let's say that's level one, and then what's level two? Inter- interpersonal. So that's the actions, behaviors, and language. Example of that is hanging around a group of friends and going, "Oh my gosh, man, bro, that's so gay." That mm. right there. We say that because that has that has become like a value or belief or feeling that 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 is the word that means like stupid and like also gay people like are weird and different so we associate those things together all the kids say this and now kids say this so much we all say it and do it that's an actual part of our language that's an actual part of our actions things we do yeah we physically do it and, yeah. you, and you can get called on but oh my bad i didn't mean to the, 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 this is what we cancel people over a lot of 
This right, is actually the, the only. Inter- the, honestly, this is actually the only thing we cancel people over the most. Is part. Is interpersonal? Is interpersonal. We don't. We don't cancel people over the, the next one. I'm gonna talk about because if we did, we have to cancel our whole country. Okay, so the next level is institutional. Right? Institutional, which okay. is which is the is obviously the most obvious one because the institutional power is what leads to it. So here's my thought: if level one is the personal, and level two is interpersonal, and level three is systemic or institutional. So if you have a belief or a feeling or a, um, what was, I guess a belief or a feeling about something that, that's, that's oppressive. That's personal, yeah. You, you then take it personally when interpersonal behavior gets called out and when institutions get called out. Because you still haven't reconciled with that personal but belief. But level one. You still haven't fixed level one. That's why That's why level three offends you, because you haven't addressed the first one. So that makes so much sense to me. Like, that's why all of these people will not admit that, that like, the, the institutions have problems. They won't admit that the certain people's behavior is wrong. And, and that they won't say they're sorry because they haven't resolved that level one op- oppression that they that have. The, so the first thing you got to do is go, my values, my beliefs, and my feelings are based on a racist institution. I can't. I should have known that based on history. Oh, wait, my beliefs, my values, and my feelings through education and school, my religion and my church are based on sexism, heterosexism, and ableism because of the way the America was designed, the way the world was designed. That's all you got to really come to terms with. It'd be like, damn, I've been living in this world that is... A, a, that is designed to be a racist world. And then you go, I know that I am not a racist person, so now I'm going to challenge all those things. Now that's, that's, like, that's you processing level one. Because I think a lot of people feel like what's being asked of them by society, uh, social justice culture, they've called it before, uh, being woke, woke culture is what they, what they call it now, or cancel culture. I think what they think is being asked of them is to change their beliefs. You're trying to change my belief system. You want me to change what I... You know, like my beliefs. Well, what do you do if your beliefs are oppressive? Yeah, if your beliefs, are, if you have beliefs in there that are like taking t- taking things away, because what I said is uh, these systems enable dominant groups to exert control over target groups by limiting their rights, their freedom, education, employment, and housing. That's yeah. all they want you to get rid of. Anything that limits someone else from life or existence. Now, right. if you say, my belief is to be happy with my family and laugh a lot, and, and, I, and I like to work, and I like my wife to stay home, and because I, I love her, and I want her, and that's fine, and that's, that's not even about her Good. gender. Both of you should work from home. I'm fully supportive. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, home. both of you work from home. But yeah. like, uh, if you say, you know, you have all these different things or whatever yeah, yeah, that yeah. just benefit your family and yourself. Yeah. By all means, keep those things. Now, if you say, I also just don't like gays in my house because, you know, I don't like, I don't even like working with them because I just think they're kind of, they don't, they're just weird and they're, and they're creepy. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. That belief right there sounds like it ain't got nothing to do with you. It's yeah. like you're tired of saying someone else can't do something. Yeah. Now, and, that's, that's the problem there. Because where did they get that idea from? It has to come from the media. Huh? Yeah, it comes from, well because we're gonna get to that. Yeah, we're gonna get to level level four. Okay, cultural. Level, level four is yes, cultural. Let's, let's get there. So cultural <laughs> is the is basically beauty, truth, and right. Now, so this is this is very important because when it becomes the truth, it's so hard to break. Mm-hmm. Now that's that's what happened to black people. Mm-hmm. Like, is what can we do at this point? Like they fucked up Africa. 
And then after they fucked up Africa, they left some weapons there and we kept fucking ourselves up on our own. Then, you know, they, every country you can go to, they treat people of a dark skin, whether it's black or not, whether it's just an Afro-Cubano person or something. They treat people of a darker skin negatively everywhere. So this, this has become almost like a truth. It's become solidified. It's not people yeah. like it's not even my belief. They're like, this is just the way it is. Damn. This is yeah. what I can do about it. That's the way God made. And like, oh my God, when they when they start saying that's the way God intended, then it's like this is gonna take a long time to break down. Now and so there's that. Then a big one is with sizeism um and what's what's beautiful. Mm. Throughout throughout culture and history, we have slowly just designed exactly what the perfect man and a perfect woman looks like. And mm. that is that is global. Almost, mm-hmm. almost. There's, there's, Col- there's, colorism is part of that too. No? Yeah, colorism is part of that. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Colorism about it, it, whatever culture you're in. Yeah, the yeah. dark skin is bad. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, there are probably some countries in Africa somewhere, you know, some other places that like, you know, plus size people, all that. But for the most part, mm, the road right. is not designed for people that are overweight or plus size or bigger. It's designed for like Barbie dolls and shit. And, and we, we perpetuate that through media. We perpetuate that through images and religion. Culture, like, yeah. Look at, look at what the Jesus that we use everywhere. You know that Michelangelo picture? Where yeah, this like, white Jesus that did not exist. Yeah. I'm like, that is queer eye Jesus. That is not real Jesus. <laughs> that is gay Jesus. <laughs> I don't believe that. Wait, uh, <laughs> he does? Yeah, well, yeah. Does he look like Jonathan Van Ness? Yes, he does look like Jonathan Van Ness. Like, come or on, maybe, man. maybe it's the other way around. Maybe Jonathan no, Van Ness No, is no, no. He looks like him. Because that Jesus don't even look like that. Are we sure that Jonathan... Van Ness is not. He might be, cause he he be blessed. He be touching everybody. He blessed and, and and helping out. That's true. He is. Yeah, he's anointed. Okay. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> we'll have to dissect that. We back. support you, JVN. Um, I'll bring this up to my church study group and oh see what my they God. think. They'll be like, "Oh my God, look where I." <laughs> but yeah, so there there's that. There's like the beauty standards. There's mm-hmm. what's pretty and what's normal. Like, think the about normal. how much we call what's normal. I Every, know. Everything I hate the word normal. Normal means that you you have full access and control of all the mobility of parts of your body, whether that's brain, that's legs, toes, fingers, eyes, ears, whatever, mouth, nose. You have, you have the ability to do everything. You can run. You can walk. You can talk. And then also, you can speak one of the dominant languages, which is probably like English or, you know, French, German, like Russian. It's like one of the one of those dominant languages. Cool. Or what else is normal? Like, oh, I have one of the like four religions. You know, the top ones. You know, I got like I'm uh, Christian, Christian, Islam, like, but Buddhism, something like that. Like, yeah. it's like I'm I'm one of those religions. So that's that's also things that are considered normal. Yeah. Um, and even even some of those challenge each other on a hierarchy. But but like those things are what's normal. Then the biggest one that people have such a hard time dealing with, and and I, I feel like maybe I don't know if you had a hard time throughout our friendship, but is the white males, heterosexual white males, is somehow has been created to be the standard. Like standard for what? Standard for the like, standard for normalcy. Oh yeah. You are the most normal person. People can look at you, and the reason why I think about what I said, when I said those religions. And then I also said the languages. Yeah. Now, who speaks predominantly German, French, Russian, English? Yeah. <laughs> the white men. White men. Yeah. Uh, so, and like, who, and like, they, and through, and I also said based off their religions, mm-hmm. those, those uh, Christianity, Islam, all those different religions, all those religions somehow have been misconstrued to say that homosexuality is bad. So that's when you throw in this, uh, the heterosexual white male. Mm. 
Then, yeah. then it's like men, the actual male part. Like men are more dominant because men are strong. Men are in charge. Men, men run things. Men are the leaders of the world. They've been all the kings and all this stuff like that, with exception of some of these queens that came in there now and then. The, yeah. the kings, men is a power. So that's where you get the cishet man, which is a cisgendered man. So like a transgender man, no. A man who's kind of gay or cross-dressers, no. Uh, you know, someone who's genderqueer, gender fluid, no. You got to be a man-man, which is a blonde-haired, blue-eyed white man that looks like, you know, Grant. Yeah, he's descended from like Anglo Saxon. Like, and it's like, no, yeah. first of all, hell no. You got, got y'all got lucky. But yeah. <laughs> so let me let me speak to that for a okay. second. So pre-college, I had thought of myself as quote end quote normal. I was average. I didn't think there was much special about me because I thought I was like just like every other uh, white guy. You know, so I thought that was kind of like my predominant belief system about myself, um, thinking that I was normal and that that was boring. See, but that is so annoying because that's like exoticism. Like if you thought like one, one, if you just had low self-esteem, you just thought you were average and not like cool. Like that's one thing. Yeah, but, that was part but, of it. But, but there is also that part where like you and maybe some other film students and stuff or people like you guys have that kind of thing where it's like, no, Hollywood doesn't care about me now because I'm just normal. Mm. Like I don't have, a, I don't have any edge to me. Mm. I don't have any culture. I'm not mm. like exotic. I'm not like, I'm not unique. I'm not like colorful. And it's like, what the fuck? So you're trying to say I'm I'm weird? That's why they want to make a movie about me? Like I'm I go up in there with like fantasy and aliens and shit and sci-fi. Like oh, there's there's dragons, there's vampires, there's people of color. There, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like like literally, that's basically what it is. When people yeah. people get mad when they say, oh my god, they're redoing this movie to like add people of color. Why? You guys are ruining the sanctity of the movie. And it's like they didn't say they were gonna add like purple green like aliens with polka dots and stuff they're literally gonna add just people regular people yeah but you're so un- uncomfortable because it's not going to be the white guys mm-hmm. you're mad that they're gonna remake a movie called outsiders with all black people when the whole fucking time boys in the hood was that from the jump street yeah so you're looking like a dumb fool but like you Which know, by the way, who has the energy to be mad about that no I mean they're things. not I don't know I just that's a rumor I just created oh I, don't know. Lizzo, <laughs> I thought this was a real internet no Lizzo Cardi like... B new song came out rumors so now I just like I just creating rumors in my mind um, all the rumors are true yeah but yeah. anyway no. but yeah no you're right that's that, what happens it, 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 the, that exoticism definitely comes into play especially when all of your predominant culture intake feeds you that same exact input, right? Like, media is telling you, oh, yeah, like, this is normal and average, just average normal white guys all the time, and and maybe throw some white women in there, and, like, that's all you know. It's annoying. Yeah. So, like, when you break out of that for the first time, you do have to confront that that aspect where you're like, this is interesting because I've never seen this before. But the reason why it becomes so hard is because that is starting with, that is starting with you know, the levels that we've created with level yep. four. Yeah. Saying that Oscars is so white, let's just, just, just throw that, just turn it up on, on its head. Like, no, no, no. We're not going to deal with actually the Oscar organization, which would be the institutional part. Mm-hmm. We're not going to deal with the... 
the the picking and the choosing of the movies the like personal which yeah. is the interpersonal we're not going to deal with the personal where we just say like let's ask each individual member of the fucking academy what are you voting for or why or why haven't you considered voting for other people or include other people yeah. like we're not doing that let's just let's just jump right to number four and just just let's just call it out and just say that everything's fucked and it's like no one because no one's doing that everyone's pointing fingers at each other like ah wait a minute you're personal no you're institutional no you're cultural like and it's like nigga we it sounds like we all got a problem so let's just start from the first one and then work our way up it it is interesting it's it's the what a lot of what feels like what's going on is this confrontation of culture where the the, the institutions are getting away with things the 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 individuals are getting away with things yeah it's interesting so let's Okay, so now let's just, just get to the phase two of our, of our conversation. Yes. Uh, which is what privilege is. Privilege it operates on personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels and gives advantages, favors, and benefits to members of the dominant groups at the expense of members of the target groups. Mm, so now this is why privilege, we could say you have so-and-so privilege. Because do you understand what I did? Like, like, it just said that all the levels. So it could be something personal. It could be based off your beliefs, your values, and your feelings. Mm-hmm. If you benefit from anything that's based off of just your beliefs, values, and feelings that takes away from someone else's livelihood, that's privilege. Yep. Now, it also can do it for interpersonal. It can do it for institutional and cultural. So that that's why people are like, oh, my God, why do you keep saying everyone has privilege? I'm poor. And it's like, I understand that you are poor, but we're not talking about your class right now. We're talking about the fact that if you put on, you take a shower, put on a suit, get your hair cut up, and then you walk outside and say, hello, everyone, my name is Harold. Everyone be like, oh, he's just this normal, average, rich uh, white guy that's just walking down the street. They don't know, like, oh, actually, this suit is not his and he's poor and all that stuff like that. Now, take a person, like a black guy covered in tattoos up to his neck with cornrows. He, he takes a shower, he washes up, and then he puts on the suit and walks outside and goes, oh, he's probably like a thug who has like a court appointment today. <laughs> so I, would just, I just imagine 21 Savage, to be honest. Well, there you go. He's a rapper who has a business meeting. Yeah. Like, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be like, there's a reason for why he has a suit on. Not, it's not normal. Yeah. See, so that, that's why, okay, that's where we are where we are. Yep. Um, so... The in this it says in the United States privilege is granted. This is all from Vanderbilt, uh, by the way. I don't know why I didn't say that earlier. Uh, I think this is school. Is it all girls? No, it's, uh, not. it's just small. It's smart. It's a real small school. Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vanderbilt University. It's one of the, 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 the smart rich ones. Cool. Okay, but anyway, private university in Nashville, Tennessee. There so. you go. They need a they shit. They definitely need this because they need to show the Mitch McConnell. Um, okay, he's Kentucky, right? I'm, I'm all over the place with these yeah, racist no, but states. I mean, you know, it's close. They all the same shit. Uh, <laughs> 92% graduation rate. Interesting. Nice. Okay. Good job, Vanderbilt. In the United States, privilege is granted to people who have membership in one or more of these social identity groups. Now, mm. I don't know if they listed these in order of importance, but it's, we'll be the judge it's, listed, that. it's listed the way it's listed. So they have white people at the top. Okay. Able-bodied people. Okay. Uh... Heterosexuals. Okay. Males. Okay. Christians. Okay. Middle and owning class people. What What was the last one? Middle Middle or owning class. So oh, you own some owning shit. Class? Oh, like gotcha. you own your house, you own your car, you own some shit. Okay. Because everybody renting nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Middle aged people. So that means people that are 
what, 30 to 45? Uh, us, 30 technically. To now, yeah, now, us yeah. now. Uh, and then English-speaking people. Now, now going off that list, Grant, are you white? Yes. Are you able-bodied? Yes. Are you heterosexual? Yes. Are you a male? Yes. Are you Christian? Yes. Uh, are you, you come from a middle-class family and you own some shit yourself as well, right? Yes. Uh, you middle-aged now. Well, owning as in like some, like a couple shares here and there, like stocks. You got money. Yeah. yeah. You got, you got, you own some stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then middle-aged, you're, you're pretty damn yeah. near there. English-speaking yeah. person. Yeah. So there, there's, there's some other ones in so there. So I know? am, so basically I am the most privileged person. You have the epitome, the top of privilege. The, the exception is they didn't list actual, um, upper class or wealth on there. They, they said owning, I guess owning, does owning class technically yeah. be wealthy? Yeah, because okay. they own companies, they own corporations, they own land. So I'm like the bottom of the, the wealth. That's the one you're working on, but yeah. you come from a you come from a married family yeah. that is like had his own their house and did stuff. Like, oh yeah, and my dad is just retired and you know. Yeah, and when they pass on, that you get to you get to inherit that wealth. Yeah. So very. like it's same with me. Like yeah, it's it is that that's what that's a hard one to reconcile because you're like everybody worked for it. Why do I get to, why don't, why do I need to feel bad about that? Well, an interesting thing about that, and this is a total tangent, is that when people of our parents' generation die. It will be the largest wealth transfer in history. I believe so, yeah. If they keep it. Because it's like the old money is already transferred over. You know, like the oil, like the way how oil companies and, and, and railroads and all that shit, they're like really old companies. Yeah. They, they have expanded and become corporations so much that the money is spread all over the place. Yeah. Now there's, these, there's this new sect of, of wealth that has been accumulated from people that have just been working those nine to fives or those full-time jobs, yeah. you know, 40 hours a week. They also build wealth too. Yeah. And so now when they pass their money, yeah, it's going to be a huge transfer of wealth. Yeah. And it's already, I think it's happening. That's why these it's, conversations are getting weird. It's slowly happening, Because yeah. people who have, some of the people that have these access to these powers are like, I, in my class, like, everyone looks different. So, like, I don't, I'm not stuck on this, like, being a white guy is normal because my class was not all white. Yeah. It throws people off. Totally. Yeah. It's, so, how does that make you feel, having all of the privileges? Uh, or well, all, not just not all of them, but having yeah, having some of the predominantly I, ones. Basically, the, ones. the most, yeah, the most privilegy privileges. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't know that I, all of these applied to me. Um, so, it's not like it's a surprise. Oh, my God. You know how the, you see those videos where, like, the, there'll be, like, a... a uh, class that they do, or or it's really just like a, I guess it's like a game where it's like stand on this line. If you, if your parents are still together, step forward. If yeah. you're like I've seen that video a hundred times, so I know like what privilege means in that regard. Like yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not shocked by it, but yeah, it makes me feel like well shit. What do I do? Doing that was always crazy. Cause you did that. I would do that, and it's because kids would see, like, oh, he... I would always be right there with him for, like, half of it. And all of a sudden, just with, like, three or four questions, I go back, 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 back. Damn. Or I think they just keep going forward. They're like, wait, yeah. Mike, why are you not up here with us? I'm like, because those three things are that big of a deal. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got, I got I school, education, wealth, all this stuff. Like, yeah, cool. But they're just like, nope, because Mike's clear color and all that shit. Like, I'm way back here. So, yeah. like... But, yeah, I mean, to, to, to my point, it's like... <laughs> that sounds so messed up. Like, no, well, to no. my point, um, but I just I I would have been one of those kids that would have been not necessarily shocked, but kind of like fuck, man. Like I'm I'm over here at the other side, and you are, you're in the middle. What do I do? 
How do I how do I extend you a rope and throw it your way and get you over on my side? That's how I feel about it. I think just know that I'm gonna be down there. Yeah. And be like, no, come up here and stand on the line I'm standing on. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to give you, like, an advantage. I'm not going to be like, oh, come stand on the line I'm standing on. And then, like, also, I'm not even going to run at all. I'm just going to let you have it because, like, I feel bad for you. Like, no. It's like, just, just I know you're back there for some bullshit. Let's get rid of that bullshit. Come back. Come up here. That's totally. all. It's like, that's all of the equity is about. It's like right. not taking, because if, if we took away from the, from, like, oh, if you're white, you're heterosexual, you're able-bodied, all that, we're going to throw you in jail and take everything away from you. Then we just created a whole nother fucking prejudice, institutional power. Yeah. We, we destroyed one thing to create the, uh, something that's worse, which yeah. is, like, the epitome, you know, or preface of all superhero and, 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 and dictators and stuff. They're like, I'm in charge now, and I'm going to unite everybody and give you all the power that I have. But if you don't want this power from me, I will kill you. And everyone's like... Wait, that sounds crazy. Like this, we just turned from one thing to the next. Like we we can eat now, but now we also have to be afraid of like not supporting you. Yeah. Ugh. Weird. Yeah, like that's North Korea type shit. Pretty much. But do you? Because I feel like I have called you, like jokingly, I've called you racist before, mm-hmm. and like. How does that make you feel? Like we're gonna get into, let's get there therapeutic here. How does all right? Well, how does the joking of either one the joking or the serious one? So obviously, it doesn't feel great to know that you've um, said something that even is interpreted as racist, even if you didn't mean it that way. I think that's what a lot of people. Like, like when we, we did that episode on white defensiveness where yeah. your first gut reaction is, like, to deflect or to de- deny or to, like, get, like, even, like, attack the person for calling you out because you don't want to accept that part of you that, that could have even potentially said something that was misconstrued that way. But, like, straight up, like, I know that I have all these privileges and I've said things that are hurtful and done things that were accidentally racist. Like, it just happens. Yeah. Um... So, like, you calling me out on it, I try not to, like, deny it or, or defend it or, like, I don't know, like, get defensive over it because at the end of the day, it's like, I'm trying to not be that way. So, I'm like, yeah, I have done that. I have been that before. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to move forward. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, the jokes are one thing. But, the, like, if I, if I seriously brought up something like, wow, that had, like, something you need to really evaluate – it's because it's something also that probably I recognized at that moment. It's not I'm not like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to call it this racist thing or this sexist thing because like I knew better and like I know everything. Like that's not necessarily for me personally my experience. That's not necessarily the reason for my call out. My reason for my call out cuz I also have become aware of a situation or an instance where something might have been perpetuating uh this institutional power. And I'm like, oh shit. Like I, I this is that's the minute when I have an aha moment and it clicks that oh this was a personal um, oppression this was an interpersonal oppression this is this is when it clicks for me that's what gets me to bring it up that's what gets me to call it out and so you're saying that in that in those instances where like you didn't notice it and then all of a sudden it like kicked into it like clicked into place for you and you saw it. You want you you felt like you needed to draw attention. I need to, to draw attention to because I also need to draw attention to myself. 
Yeah. It's also a reminder for me. Like, like for so long, I could go to school and, you know, kids constantly be like, oh, my gosh, Mike, let me touch your hair. It's so weird. Oh, my God, it feels so funny. And, like, for the longest time, I just was like, whatever. They just, like, I have the unique hair because I'm one of the only black kids in the school. I'm just thinking that's just a Mike Thompson thing. Like, mm-hmm. the, I, have the, I have the squishy hair. Mm-hmm. And I have the 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 curly, uh, like you know, gelled up, greased up hair. So like everyone's like, that's new to them. That's different to them. I get why it's different to them because I'm the only one here. That's 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 what I believed. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I'm a rare person, so my rarity causes this curiosity. Then not the problematic aspect. Yeah, but of then it. when other black kids started going to the schools with me in junior high, high school, and they asking to touch their hair too, like okay, there's enough of us here that you should have already like touched done this before. You should be aware of what this is. Also, we're older now, so like we understand why the hair is like that. I understand when I'm six years old, like it's that 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 stupid behavior. But when you're older and you understand the chemical breakdown or or genetics, or you taking a biology class, why are we still stuck on my your hair is so weird? It's not weird. You know why it's like that. It's like that's like if you go like you're 18 years old and you go, oh my gosh, you're so short. That's so weird. It's like. No, nigga, you know now that maybe someone in their family genetically has caused them to develop that height. And that's yeah. not weird. That's just the height that they are. Some so, some people just, like, have no filter of their thoughts whatsoever. They just think something and they just say it out loud. Yeah. And then they say, oh, haha, I'm just joking. Like, when, like, to just try and make, smooth it over. But it's like, you weren't joking. That was just the first thing that you thought of. And you didn't think to say, like... You didn't think, why shouldn't I say this? Oh, because it's just a fact of reality. It's not like, this doesn't need to be called out or said in any weird way. Yeah. Well, I see, the thing is, I will say, because I, I am on the, the problem, like, not a problem, I'm on the controversial side of, like, comedians, because I, I like to put myself in that, that realm, that I do think people have, do, people have got a little sensitive. And I so, think that's fair. Uh, that's fair and, and, and the thing is, the reason why people got so sensitive is because I think people are so sensitive that... It's not it's not just about the cancellation. It's about not even allowed to be like reason why we have to cancel people so hard I believe right now is because people don't even want to ha- people haven't shown people how to have their conversations. Yeah. Or to fix it. Yeah. Everyone's only show like this is just fight. So like everyone's like I don't want to fight, so let's just get rid of the motherfucker completely. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a de- honestly it's a defense mechanism for the people around the the person getting canceled and for them to protect themselves from being associated with that person. Yeah. It's not really about justice for the person who's harmed, really. I, with with rare exceptions. I, but I, once again, we remember we talked about we put it on levels. Yeah. So you can take out as many level ones as you want. If your company, like Disney or the government, United States government, or I don't know, the the housing systems and, and and banks and credit bureaus and how money is loaned and stuff in America. If that if if it's already at if it's a level four and a <laughs> and a level three, like this is the institution that has been culturally ingrained to be this way, you can fire as many CEOs as you want. The next CEO that comes in there is only going to take us so long before he gets his training, reads the manuals, finds the mission statement, and then uh, and then assimilates into that culture, into mm-hmm. that group and that institution, mm-hmm. and then you're back to square one. Mm-hmm. That's what happens to America. Like yeah. we like, oh my God, we have you know Abraham Lincoln, but then like it'll be cool now because like he started this trend, and it's like no, the nigga right after him could be like, uh uh-uh, uh, wait a minute, redo. Oh no, no no, and you can have oh we have Barack Obama, like we're so progressive, and then you got the next guy that's like, uh uh-uh, uh, he ain't a real person. I'm gonna I'm gonna cancel everything he did. So like it it's because oh God, yeah. America didn't address. Mm-hmm. 
the whole institutional power. They were focused on, like, we got a better president, so, like, I guess we're good now? And I was like, no. Yeah, racism is over. Uh-uh. Yeah. Just because you put, a, like, a, a fireman in a burning house doesn't stop the house from burning down. You might save a couple people. <laughs> like, but that fireman is still in danger. He's, he put his life on the line, and the house is still burning. It's probably going to be burnt down when he leaves it. Yeah. So he tried to just like you know <laughs> cool off the room he was stuck in the whole time, and you know we're putting way too much on firefighters. Yeah. <laughs> when when we need to address the root issue. The person who set the house on fire, then through negligence, I don't know. The fire. We need to address the, the fire. fire itself. The actual fire. The fact that we got to rebuild the house now. Yeah. And it's going to take some time. You can't be like, well, let's just live in the same house that was burnt, set on fire. I know it's just ash now, and it's, like, non-existent, but, like, let's just live there. The thing that I can't figure out, and maybe we can, we have some other, uh, I don't know if we have more of this uh, definitions to go over, but. Uh, no, that's, I mean, that's it. We kind of. The, we the thing sp- that I can't figure out is, like, how to get people, like, why is why is changing the culture and changing the institution such a, a controversial idea money Money. is it just money because people are so in their feelings about it well it's just about money for our governments and corporations yeah but and they they constantly arguing about that they're not even being subtle about it we think they are like maybe they're being like subtle and disney's like we need to find out if china likes this movie so we can make a lot of money everybody's like oh but what do they mean by that like is does that mean that like they're like they're like, they're like, we need to make sure the Chinese people love this movie so we can make money. They're like, we didn't, we didn't sugarcoat this shit. Are y'all niggas trying to read around, read between the lines? Because we just gave you the lines. Uh, right. <laughs> but it's like, hello, they just, it's about the money for them. How we make it not such a controversial topic, I think, is being able to just to bring it inward. And mm-hmm. and I and I think that's that's the that's the problem is that we want to focus so much on like by example like Disney or want to focus so much on like the the government or something like that and the putting it off on someone else putting what, it off on someone else on both sides on both sides of it because the on the 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 progressive side it's like you want to demonize someone else to make yourself feel better um, as a white person I'm speaking from a white pers- perspective like you want to make like someone else like the worst white person um, and then on the you know, the defensive side, it's like, well, I don't want to be, you know, I, you know, I don't want to be attacked. And like the people who are attacking me are the problem. So it's like offensive in that way. Yeah. But see that the thing is, if you focus and work just on yourself, imagine if everyone tried to prove that they're not racist, sexist, ableist, homophobic. If everyone tried to prove that they're not. I know. And I get it. I Because I know people going to argue and say, well, I've tried to like extend my hand out there be a good ally but people come and they still get mad at me and curse me out it's like i get that's going to happen just let it fucking happen or you will understand if you start to do this work and, and, and understand and break down the reasons for your behaviors then you won't even be that mad that the person got mad because you'd be like oh i know why you got mad because what I said was something that was so deeply ingrained in our culture, I almost got away with saying it without even realizing what I was saying. Damn, I fucked up. Mm. There's so many other words I could have said in that moment, but I chose that one. And that fucked me up because my dad used to say that word. Damn, so my dad said it, so now I say it? That's so fucked up. What if my kids started saying it because I said it? Oh, I can't believe that. If you started saying all that shit, I bet your person would be like, okay, well, 
They'd be like, I oh, guess that sounds like you need to deal with that, and yeah. I'm just gonna walk away, and I'm not even mad anymore. Yeah, like, I'm not even mad anymore. It sounds like you're processing it, going through your shit. But yeah, you, you you do what you need to do. But if someone says you said an offensive word, and you go, I didn't even mean it that way. You should know that by now. Like, come on, like Ugh. there's so many other people you can get mad at right now. Like, there's actual people like, going out there and like lynching people, and you're mad at me because I said the n word. Like, mm-hmm. bro, like come on, bro. You know I'm not like that. And it's like, that's not what I said. First of all, nigga. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But that's, that's not what I said. It's like I need you to understand the problems that that word is, that you're saying because that word gives power to level one, two, three, and four, mm-hmm. based on all different reasons, language, and 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 the, what's right and what's wrong, uh, the beliefs and thoughts. Certain certain reason why certain things are so intense is because they can give power to all four at the same time. When you do that shit, it's hard to fight. Now that's that's like that's like basically going up, uh, like a bunch of women are at the the Golden Globes red carpet, and then every interviewer goes, "Oh my gosh, hi! Look at you! Wow, look at that dress! Look at your body! You look great! Oh, what are you wearing? Oh, that's nice. Okay, next person. Oh, look at this woman! Look at her shoes! She's hot! She's sexy! Okay, cool. And then they find it. They go to the man. Hey, uh, director Martin Scorsese, please tell us about the artwork that you created here. You are such a visionary. They're like, did yeah, I, I mean, did I, mean, I do anything wrong? Like. No, they yeah. probably don't realize they did anything wrong. But what you just did, you just gave power to your own personal beliefs and thoughts that those women who are directors and actresses and all that, that, oh, I should only care about their bodies and their image and their and their sex appeal. Then you also gave power to the idea that... Uh, like well, it was act- an action. It was action an interpersonal... To- you put that on someone else. Yeah, you ask the questions. You put yeah. them in a place. They're uncomfortable now. They know what you believe. They know how you feel. Then also, uh, on top of that, the institutional, this is the way the questions have always been asked at the Golden Globes and the Academy Awards. Why would I change it? So now the person that comes after you is going to do it. The person that comes after them is going to do it. And the person that's going to come after them is going to do it. And then what does that make? What does that happen when all five or six or seven of those interviewers year after year after year keep doing that to women and putting them in that position? It, it becomes, becomes the, the reality, the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then now it's level four. So that's why people are like, I don't understand why you're so mad at this level one thing that I just did or level two. It's like, because it's going to grow into something bigger or give more power. It's like if you've seen Akira or you just yeah. think of like a gelatinous blob. Yeah. It's like it's going to keep growing and growing and growing. And that's what you that's what you do in racism and sexism. It's a big ass blob going through t- towns and cities. And yeah. every little thing you do can add to that. Yeah. We're not saying you are the fucking blob. We know you're not, dumbass. We're not yeah. saying you're the one that created it. We're not to say you're the one that, that has to stop it on your own. But you can contribute to that big-ass gelatinous monster. And It's like why we try to get tumors when they're, when they're or cancer when it's, like, low-level. Yeah. Know? But, uh, I almost said benign, but benign is when it's not What cancer. if cancer was, like, just happening because of, like, the... the the mental things that we do, it like creates a physical element to it that kills us. You know what? That would be a great premise for a movie or a a, a story. Like, um, but <laughs> but I think that there's, uh, you know, the, uh, cancer is a great metaphor for the, the for the the ways in which things can grow and and manifest and 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 just end up killing your body because so much of what we do to each other and, and to the planet when we're like accumulating resources and being greedy and selfish is sucking and sucking and sucking until like, like basically like 
all of the resources are gone. All of the 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 you know now the planet can't heal itself and and it's you know slowly dying. Yeah. But so will you say? Cause like I'm trying to find a way to like address privilege like exactly like I. Well, let's look at our lives because we we have the same credentials. Most actually, not we don't, but pretty much we we do and we don't. Okay. So, and this this is where privilege comes into play. Okay. Now, at what around 2013, 2014, 2015, 16, whatever that time, mm-hmm. where you where you were getting positions that where you were in a position to hire me. Now you, we had the same, we have the same degree education and stuff like that. Yeah. But when it comes to work experience, I'm coming in with like a decade longer than you are. Right. Yet you are awarded, but you know, we like not that he, not that he's not uh, worthy of it, not that he didn't get the job on his own and deserved it. He automatically is he's 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 getting these positions that is that are higher at a higher position. Like we worked at a company together. You're my superior. Right. When when we have the same, we're the same on paper. If not, I probably have more work experience. And not only that, you were like two years older than me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm older than you. So like, it was like it's it's like it's interesting to look at those things because then I'm like, well, Grant, you want like uh like you're my boss, I guess. And you're like, I don't want to be that. Like I just like I'm just I am who I am. Like you you don't want all of you're like you're resisting the power, but the institution's like we're giving it to you anyway. Pretty much. We're gonna award all these things to you, and and that. Seeing that kind of stuff, that's that. I'm like, how does that make you feel? Because like, I does it. I'll tell you exactly how I feel, and you can ask me the second part of that question. It makes me feel like, on the one hand, like I'm not asking for more responsibility than I can manage, right? But somehow this always happens to me, where all of a sudden I'm thrust into these situations. Not always. I you know I I struggled for a couple of years uh, up until recently, but like there will be situations where I I do feel like I'm getting like undue. Um, you know, pr- uh, promotions or or, or cred- credentials or, or credibility, whatever you want to call it. Um, but then it makes me feel like, well, it's not like I don't want like the the you know whether it's increases in pay or increases in in r- my role. Like I want I, I I'm not like I don't want that to go away. But at the same time, I just want you to have that too. And I think that's where. It gets hard when people start to get in their head that, oh, no, all of a sudden, if we're saying, like, privilege is bad and to be privileged, like, that's a bad thing. That means that all of a sudden these things are going to get taken away from me. It's like that 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 mindset gets into some people's heads. And I think that's where they resist change because they're afraid of, of what it means for them personally. But see, OK, this is the thing. If white men, if cis head white men were in charge of the social justice movement, yes, that's what that would mean. But don't worry, we're making sure you're not in charge of this. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, wait, you mean to tell me if there's something that I don't that you guys don't like? Are you guys gonna just try to like eradicate us and kill all of us and colonize our entire existence? Are like, you gonna redline us? No, like, we're not going off your playbook, crazy. <laughs> we're doing it differently. Don't worry, we're not gonna. You're not gonna. No more. No more genocide should happen. Even though they are right now, because people can't let go of this crazy mentality. 
even though they are happy right now, that's that's not how it's going to play out. Things are not going to be taken stripped from you because you benefited from a fucked up system. That the, the thing is, we just need to understand the fucked up system and, and start to add a couple more rooms, offices, some doors, revamp it. It's like it's like if you had a really nice ass house and then you were like, oh, well, you know, the value is going up around here and other houses are going up. So I kind of want to enhance my house now. I, I built it in the 80s. It's 2021 now. You can do stuff to reinforce the structure or take out the flooring because the flooring was getting moldy and decayed. And then you can be like, these toilets were never really that good. They actually hurt a lot of us and made us uncomfortable. Gave me hemorrhoids. So you get new toilets and shit. You you, you repaint the walls because these, these colors were ugly. You like realize, damn, these windows were in a bad spot. They didn't really bring the sun in there. You move, you, you change your house around and the structure around to benefit everyone in the house. Also, the times have changed. It is not the 80s anymore when you build it is 2021 there's different things you need to make sure that your entire family can live in this house or whoever comes after you and lives in this house now that and that's it yeah you got no one said you got to burn the house down be homeless now because your house needs because it's 2021 like oh your house was built a long time ago you got just can't even live here no more no rebuild it and and, and reinforce it and, and and create it and make it comfortable for everybody that's all it's like if if i can get into if i have access to somewhere and there's a bunch of people standing outside only because i built this place to not give them access i can just all I'm, all I'm asking is just help me build a couple of walkways and pathways so that I can get in there too. I'm, you can stay there. Just let me be there too. Now, I can understand why people will be mad and scared because if someone's entire livelihood is built off of off of the, the subjugation or the oppression of those people, yes, they probably will be removed because they're not longer no longer qualified. So that would be, for example... Uh, a politician who yes. who uh, campaigns on you know these topics that we're talking about like the like the downfall of critical race theory or like yeah. we have a culture war going on and the woke leftists are trying to take our country from us exactly cetera, immigrants are coming over here people like yeah. uh, Mexicans or something trying to steal us and rape your kids well, like and a, ra- like a radio host that talks about that same stuff yeah and and, and his really only credentials is that he you know has been doing this. For long, it's just the way it is, and that he gets other uh, older white people angry about the same topics that he's talking about, and so they tune in to listen to him. If you're it's only, like a it's like a self feeding echo chamber. If your only value, your only contribution to the world is is perpetuating one of these badass systems and negative institutions, then you should be fucking eradicated. Fuck you, fuck you. Like I'm sorry, that's that that like so. Those people, I don't feel bad for. Yes, exactly. You know exactly what we're trying to do. People don't understand that that's what's happening. That they are people that are backed in the corner. They're a little scared dog backed in the corner. They're knowing that they, their whole life is about to be taken away. You could be like a person like Mitch McConnell or something like that. That's the reason why he's, people like that push back so hard. Because if you say, if you go, you know what? We need to get more people of color, more gays, more everybody and all that stuff like that in the room with people like him. He's going to realize, everyone's going to realize that he's just talking out of hate. And he's built, and his, and his foundation is built on hate. And they're like, oh, you shouldn't even be here. And he's like, damn it. I thought I was going to be here as long as I wanted because you guys, this, this was just a way of life. This was, this was the culture. So I just thought I could survive off of that. But then when, you, when, he, when he finds out that the culture is changing, yeah, your life, he's going to, he doesn't want to change. Because as we've described, or I don't mean learned, to just keep throwing him on the bus. I'm just, politicians in general. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and to be clear, when you use the term eradicated, you just mean their job, not them as a person. Oh yeah, no, human yeah. no human beings should never be touched like in that way. Yeah. The only one that should be taking anybody off the planet Earth is the Lord Jesus Christ. Exactly, because um, I believe in Christianity, and so that gives me power of privilege over people who don't believe in oh, Christianity. Got him. That's true. Yeah. Um. But but specifically, um. As we've learned, when the culture changes, that's like kind of like the truth changing. The, the, the fact that what is culture and true and right, the three of those things are all level four. Yeah. Culture is kind of what's perce- what we perceive as the truth. No? Yeah, but we need to understand that truths are not absolutes. Like, who, 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 who told someone that? Because if, I, if I'm right now go, Grant, my name is Michael Thompson, and I am 33 years old, that is the truth. Now, does that mean, is that going to stay true forever? Is it absolute? No. Because I'm going to be 34 next year. So that was true now, but what's true today will not be true, true a year from now. It's going right. to be different. Yeah. Like, that's not, no, no, that's just no way that you can't be 34 now, because you were 33 when you told me you were 33. And I know a year has passed, and I know that you get older, and I know that, that genetically that's the way your body is built, and you do look a little bit different, and I, I understand all that, but no, you told me you were 33. It's like, dumbass. <laughs> they, like we talked, we talked about the last episode. Yeah. Day turns to night, night turns into day. Some things get old, things die, things decay. Like, change happens. So right. truths are not absolutes. So that's the, so we learned a scientific theory or whatever, right? About do, doing research and data and hypothesis. And the scientists can say, hey, A equals B because we've done enough experiments. That's the way it is. Then 10 years later, a new variable enters the, the space and changes that, that, that truth. And then scientists goes, actually, you guys, a lot of things are different now. The sun is hotter, the plants are different, we got different technology and stuff like that. A doesn't equal B the way I said it does 10 years ago. It's actually different now. A equals C. And then everybody goes, what? You're a liar. How dare you just change what you say? You can't do that. And it's like, I never said it was the final final like decree. I just was saying that was true in that moment. People don't understand, like, understand science. People don't understand like the idea of change. So you you can change things. You can be like, all everyone can work here now. I know I said a long time ago everyone couldn't work here, but now everyone can. It's like it's it's, it's as simple as that. I think that the, the the culture war in that regard is work from home right now, where it's like a, a lot of people are pushing back on the ability to work from home and and not be called back into the office, and if that will if that will become a cultural norm. In a year from now, once the pandemic is like, you know, on its decline. But think of the accessibility. Think about how much money they can redistribute for that company and be like, damn, we ain't got to keep this fucking room air conditioned for like hundreds and thousands of people every day. Now we can just like everyone can work from home. Or we like, can just... I live in Ohio and I can work for Google. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> you, mean, you mean to tell me that we have, we can now ask for the best of the best from all over the fucking world. We don't have to just pick people that live in the city. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Like, if you think your job was, you know, in jeopardy before because of, quote, unquote, emigration, <laughs> it's over. It's, it's over. A, now, it's now, a, so, 
<laughs> but then see, there's there's the rub. That's why people might be upset. Yeah. Because if you're Jim Bob and your dumb ass is like, you know, I I'm the only one that knows how to put fucking printers together in this entire town. He knows he's running shit. He knows that like, oh, they're gonna hire me for this 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 and software engineer job because he's the only one. Yeah, and he doesn't have to improve or get better or or, nope. or really. Really work on himself at all? No, nope, he just got it on lock. He's bare minimum because he's like, I'm yeah. the only one in town that knows how to put a printer together, and then so they hire his ass. But now that same company goes, wait a minute, we don't even need this motherfucker to be live here. We can pick anybody we want. Fuck Jim Bob. <laughs> we gonna get somebody from Silicon Valley. We gonna get somebody. We gonna post people from from another country. Yeah. Like I think I think there is benefits. Yes, it's scary. Yes, it's gonna change a lot of things because we're gonna have a lot of empty buildings and a lot of shit like that to deal with. But mm-hmm. like I said. Well, my analogy is when them empty buildings are all empty and shit, just repurpose that shit. Something else yeah. can go there. More uh, data servers for more tech jobs. Yeah, more tech jobs. Yeah. Or just tear that shit down. Turn it into a park. Yeah, Why if, it if, it's, be? <laughs> if there's no purpose for it after that, then there's no purpose for it. Yeah. But also, there's people that still want to work in the office. Yeah. Have them work in the office, too. You have both. Yeah. The hybrid, hybrid approach y'all. makes the most sense. We need a hybrid world. We need yeah. a world where, where everybody can exist and live in the comfortability of whatever they want to do. If I want to stay at home or if I want to go to the office, you should be able to do both. If I want to have sex with just men, if I want to have sex with just women, if I want to have sex with every goddamn body, that they should be able to do all of them. You should things. be able to be bubblicious with that. Bubblicious. It would come for you. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the new term. Everybody said. But <laughs> it's. I think that that is... It's so interesting how people are so resistant to that. Because yeah. I, I think another thing I want to touch on was that where, like, I think there's probably people of color out there, probably black people, and there's probably a lot of white people, a lot of white guys that look like you, Grant, that probably yeah. think that, oh, only white men are the ones that have privilege. And that's why they get mad going, what do you mean? No, you're like, I was born poor and I lack, and I had to work hard for my life and all that stuff. I'm not privileged. Now, let me tell you some things now here. I have extreme amounts of privilege. Now, th- now we all know that the obvious one I don't have is the, the color of my skin. Right. So, but if you didn't, if you didn't ever fuck with the color of my skin, you know that's why these this working from home shit can be real beneficial to some niggas around here. <laughs> if you never get to see me physically, I'm the same as Grant. Now, if, we, if Grant and I both applied to the same jobs like I talked about in the past, where he always got a higher position than I did, even though we work have the same resume. If they're just going off just the resume and they can't even physically see us, oh, I have a better chance now. Now I could be either one of us. Does that suck for him? Yes. But but that but that's that's beneficial for me. Now I now I would say that that also can occur for me because if you take away the skin color part, there's a lot of things about me that 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 shows where I have areas of privilege. One, I got a college education. There's that. There's a lot of people that don't have that. It doesn't matter what color or race you are. It doesn't matter what country you're from. If you don't have those types of things, then there are certain things you don't have access to. There's a lot of jobs you can already just see this as you must have a college degree. Then also just having that college degree, it automatically lets people know, oh, you have a certain level of education. That means you're smart. You're not dumb. But we, that's, it should not be It should not be equal smart or equals dumb. It, sh- it, sh- it should be more nuanced than that, but, but it's not. But that's like, yeah, there's kind of like a pass or fail test by having yes. a college degree. Yeah. So there's that. There's, I grew up in middle class America. I grew up in the affluent area. So I had access to things. When I walked home from school, I never once thought about getting robbed or shot. Like when I walked home from school, cops were like, oh, cops are just, they're just here to go home. 
Cops were not driving around in my neighborhood looking for people to like to to stop. They were just driving around, <laughs> right? Which is which is fucked up. But if you go live in a in a more impoverished area or a more inner city area, there's cops driving around looking for some shit to pop off so they can stop and arrest somebody. That's yeah. the whole stop and frisk type thing. They're looking for some trouble. They didn't look for trouble in my neighborhood that much. If they did, they would have noticed that some of these white kids were selling crack. They would have noticed that some of these white kids were fighting or stabbing each other and doing all this crazy stuff. But they didn't. They didn't police them as much. Right. So I had that privilege. I lived in a, like a very low policed area. I then also my my speak English. I'm Christian, so when I turn on TV, there's a there's a, a good chance that movies and television and stuff is going to be catered towards me in America. I'm not talking about other countries right now. I'm talking about America. Right. In America, yeah. there's going to be what two or three channels that might be Spanish on it. And that probably that started in the '90s, <laughs> but <laughs> other than that, like right. on, the, on the general te- TV channels, it's going to be in English. Then on top of that, Christianity is always going to be seen in a good light. There's going to be church shows on Sunday, or there's going to be shows that show that being a good Christian or things that align with Jesus is good. When I right. play video games, the good guy is is probably going to just be you know a hero person in white or something like that. The bad guy, you play Call of Duty. They speak a different language. They're probably Islamic. They're probably speaking, you know. So it's like right. that. I have that privilege of not being uncomfortable by that. Right. Those I those things and and I and I became aware of those as I got older because I wanted to believe there's no way I could have privilege. I'm a black man in America. Like I have none at all. And it's like no, you do have some. Now it's hard. There's it's, also the male to female yes, dynamic too. That, that, no, that's the big one. So the big one, is, which is really hard to reconcile with, because there's a lot of things battling each other at the same time, is me having male privilege. And this mm. is like, in my, I've, I've had relationships because I've dated people that were in the social justice community where we would get in heated arguments, and you don't, and it's hard to tell without like a therapist or a third person interjecting in that conversation what was actually at play here. Because I like she could be like, shut up when I'm talking to you. I'm trying to fucking say something to you, dude. Like you are you are exerting your male privilege in here. But sit down and listen to me. Now, a white woman is saying that to me and yelling that at me. And then I, if I sit down and go, yeah, okay, what is happening here? It's hard for us to understand. Was I actually doing something to dominate her as a male, or was she doing something to dominate me as a white person? We don't even know. Our argument is all over the place. Mm. Now, so if I have a conversation and I raise my voice and I go, I need to say my piece. She go, you're yelling at me because you're angry and a violent and aggressive man. That could be true. But what also could be true is that she could be misconstruing what I'm saying as those things based off of the beliefs that large black men instantly get angry. And I'm not sad or not emotional or I'm not I'm not uh, uh, like overcharged. I'm, I'm, I'm violent. Right. So there's like it's it's it, it can get it can get very difficult. I mean, people who are in interracial relationships, I'm probably sure you could speak to this, and you could probably understand that it's probably hard to know what's what's happening. Which is probably why people who are like a heterosexual person dating a a, a bisexual person or a, a transgender person would be would be a lot of things to to reconcile and deal with. Because you wouldn't know if something that that person, like, say the person was bisexual, married to a heterosexual person, they'd be like, wait, did they just do a gay thing? Oh, wait, did I just think that they're doing a gay thing because I'm being hetero, like, heterosexist? Mm. Oh, wait, maybe they're just doing something normal. And then the person probably is doing something that's like, that is that is probably offensive to them just as a normal couple. But this mm. other person probably won't be able to address it because they're like, I don't know if this is, if it's offensive for me to be offended by that. 
So wow. like it, so it, it, it's it, it can I can understand why it's so hard for people to to have, want to have these conversations because you're like I it's hard for me to understand where my privilege and my underprivilege overlaps or what's what. I right. don't like if I mean for you, I, I would I would say the playbook is pretty easy. You're like I probably offended you more than likely because I, <laughs> I there's not many things you could like systemically offend me on yeah i mean my nature as a person is i'm i'm very i don't i don't get angry very often or or like i always second guess myself when i feel like i'm in the right so if i'm like i'm like you know like this thing that the like this person did to me is like really like like i'm mad about it but like am i wrong for for being mad about it and and then like if i snap you know then i'm more i'm really hard on myself because then i feel like i'm falling into that role you know, the the heteronormative role of like, oh, yeah, I'm just an angry guy and I'm asserting my, you know, male privilege here and, and, and being sexist and shit. And so, like, I'm, I, I try to to monitor it as much as I can, but then sometimes I worry, you know, am I over-monitoring it? I don't know. And I'm not actually being true to how I feel sometimes. Be true to how you feel. See, I, I don't like that shit because I can sense it. I can tell when you and other roommates are the friends. You shit. know when I'm like, like self-editing. Yeah, I'm like, you're just saying what you think you need to say. And I think that's a problem because that what you're doing is like erasure or or it's just like I'm avoiding the problem. But let me counter that with something you said earlier. What if I'm trying to show that I'm not that I'm not these isms, right? What if I'm trying to to do what you said, which is like I'm trying to show that I'm not this thing that, that culture and society and institutions and interpersonal and personal feelings have, have set me up for. What if I'm trying to go against that? But when, when, when do you reconcile this? After it's already been done in your head? Do you like, oops, I did a racist thing, but like, I don't think they know this is racist. So I'm just not even going to bring it up because I'm not a racist. Or- uh, no, I'm talking about when, like, let's say I'm, it's more of like, I have a feeling like I'm upset with someone. And then I don't say it like what we were just talking about, like the kind of like the editing thing. Yeah. And I'm and I'm trying to not fall into some role, some predetermined path that's like set up. For address it. what you address, how you feel. Yeah. Be like, I want you to. I this is how I feel. Now, when that person says, OK, that's valid. You go, oh, maybe it wasn't as, as bad as I thought it was. Or if the person goes, there's some problematic elements to that. You'd be like, I, I'm aware of that. Yeah, you're like that's what made me hesitant to bring this to up say in the, first, it place. the first place. But yeah. then, then the people need to have talk that out. Yeah, like I, I think I don't think it's fair. I think I, it's my biggest fear of what you explain, and I, that's how I know it happens mm-hmm. because I go to workplaces and they go, "Well, shit." I mean, they're probably gonna say we don't want to hire Mike because he's black. It's not that. It's definitely not that. Like I'm not racist. It's it's because. The other guy's just a better candidate. Yeah, that's what it is. It's because the other guy's a better candidate. Like, like when we go talk to him, let's just let's just like let's really tell Mike that we love him and like he's a great and he'll be great at another job. Cause it's not it's not because he's black. And then they go to me and go, hey Mike, we just want to let you know you you did such a great job, wonderful job, man. But this is just we actually went with someone else. Now what happened was is they had a whole other conversation in there, and I'm in here thinking like, oh damn, they really were just trying to pick the person, but they did have a racist thought that did come into mind, so that probably did play into it. Now, right. if, now imagine if you went to a job interview and they go, damn, to tell you the truth, we have never really hired black people that much, and like, 
this other guy we're just way more comfortable with him and we're like is that that's bad right and i'm like yeah and they're like but like we don't know what to do and uh, they're like we just that's what we need right now like having you would just change the dynamic of the company so much i'd be like okay the fact that you're telling me all this I don't want this job at all. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna go. But yeah, see, if you can they show did yourself it, out, yeah. Now, if they didn't tell me that, and they went with what I said originally, and then a couple years down the line, I finally do get the job because some other because that other guy sucked. I got the job with the people that th- that that went through all that thought process. Now, mm-hmm. yes, I am calling out certain specific jobs that I actually had. Now, if you were a job that said no, 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 no to me for a thousand reasons and then you ran out of a thousand reasons and then have a thousand and one and you finally let me be a manager. (laughs) Yeah. I I have to also live in that space knowing that you had a thousand reasons not to hire me. Right. So I have to deal with that. So when you go, oh, why, why, why are we being so much harder on him or why are we looking at him a certain way or why does he seem tense or nervous? Because I know you had a thousand reasons not to give me this position. I'm just scared one of them one of them gonna pop up again. So I'm just mm. I'm walking on eggshells here. Mm. Yeah. I I don't get to walk in here like Grant, like my hair blue. I'm not the normal guy. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy who you gave a chance to. We we went out on the limb for your black ass. So don't fuck it up. That's mm. that's how that's that I I could I could Probably not. Probably say I can firmly say that that is that is probably how a lot of people in these subordinated identities and these oppressed identities, whether it's women, whether it's people of color, whether it's you know uh, disabled people, anything like that. We are constantly like, oh my god, I need to do whatever I need to do to make sure that this guy, people don't know that I'm not normal, quote unquote. Because mm-hmm. the minute they remember that, they're gonna be like, wait a minute, they're gonna question why they hired me in the first place, or why they're married to me, or why they're my friend, or why I'm in a political p- position of power or why I'm uh, leading the leading uh, man in this movie they're gonna they're gonna question all that if they remember that I'm not the normal thing so I need to make sure that they never were reminded of that so you're like you're sitting there trying to be perfect you're sitting there trying to be Barack Obama like I can't do nothing wrong oh that's just exhausting isn't it it is so I, I that's the privilege I know, and I, and I want to talk about one more aspect of privilege while we're here. Um, we had a story that we saw this week on Instagram, which where we usually post our episodes once they're done. Um, but essentially, I'm just going to ask this question first, and then we can get into the details of what, what, what happened. But is it a privilege to share and educate others on complicated topics, particularly those that involve identities you don't have? Is this conversation a privilege? Like you telling me all this or, or telling the readers this? Is this a privilege that, oh, wow, I'm learning this for the first time instead of experiencing it? Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. You only, you, only get, you only have to do the spark notes. You only have to be like, I heard word of mouth. Word on the street is racism is bad. <laughs> like that's all you have to deal with. And, and, like, and, wow, this is a lot. That's me just being like, wow, this is exhausting. Yeah. Me, it's like. Well, Grant, I have to do this, but also because I did this, I put a target on my back. A lot of people will be mad at me. I'm going to probably be criticized by, by the people who look like me. Like, I'm giving Grant too much of a pass. Mm-hmm. And then the people who don't look like me, who look like you, will be like, oh, I don't want him to come fucking at me like he's coming at Grant. Mm-hmm. So then they're going to be resistant to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, I have to deal with the fact that, like, 
I don't know. Like I, I, I have fear that people can hear some of my conversations and some of my viewpoints or stances and be a cop or be a politician or something and, and think that like I just completely hate them and I'm against them or I'm militant and then now I'm now I'm judged even worse. I have to I have to think about all these things. It's not it's like be being a woke person who's a, a woke oppressed person is scary. Mm. Cause they want they say, nigga, you supposed to be sleep. Like you can be aloof. Now I'm supposed to be sleep. Like they want they want me to be like, we're gonna be racist, we're gonna be we gonna fuck up your life and not let you do shit, but we need you not to pay attention to it at all. And the minute I start paying attention to it, that's like, oh, we can't have that. So that's why that's a that's the that's a scary ass thing. So I yeah, I think it's I I think it is un it's unfair that that's the way you have to learn about it. But it's also a privilege for me to be in a position to to have those conversations with you. Right. Because I I could I could be doing something living somewhere doing or in some country or some position of wealth or status that doesn't even allow us to talk to each other. That doesn't even allow me to to have this conversation. My mental health could be some way that I bet doesn't allow me to have this conversation. I could not have a voice. I could be mute and you know, it's like there's all, all right. different things that like a reason why I can look at I can even look down and break down the privileges I have. That doesn't diminish the, the importance of, of us addressing the, the privileges of race and heteronormativity uh, with between us, but also I can't acknowledge the ones that I have. Yeah. The reason we brought this up, I mean, besides the obvious, is like, you know, us thinking about it and um, considering it is because, like, we're not trying to be social justice educators. Like, we're just trying to have conversations about these topics. Yeah. Um, but ironically, because this is an episode where we take definitions and we're, like, explaining things. Um, but there is this, like, interesting subculture of of pages now that are popping up that are trying to do that um you know educational aspect uh, particularly on instagram and and share stories but this one story came up about this page called so you want to talk about and they got called out for you know some posts that they had made and then it turned out that their their name was based off of a book um by an uh, a bipoc author and the I person, thought it was a black person that made this page. It's not. So it's a white. It's a white woman, I believe. Um, possibly well, two white people. Well, um, and they uh, essentially started as like a Bernie Sanders like, um, like fan account. Not fan account, but like a like a. They were campaigning for for Bernie Sanders, and then they transitioned into this. There's this whole backstory. Problematic woke people start with as a Bernie <laughs> Sanders supporter. Yeah, that's how I started. So that, <laughs> honestly, that's the only trajectory I know. Is that the point um, of entry? Yeah, um, but yeah, and and then it, it basically people started calling them out for it, and they finally changed their name. Um, but there's still, you know, there's still a lot of people who are upset that you know the the you know the identity of the person doing the educating, like you know, is someone who didn't take responsibility for some of the things that they said, in the words of the, the people who spoke out against the page. Um, there's a whole backstory there. Um, yeah, you, you basically told me that they got called out and then basically was like, I don't want to make this about me. Yes. And it's like, what? Is that a pri- that's a privilege, no? Yeah. I, like, like, do, we, do we get to do that? Because last time I checked, when George Floyd got shot, 
it was about me all of a sudden. I was like, how the hell does this have anything to do with me? I have never once uh, tried to use the counterfeit dollar bill. I've never once been that the age that he is. I am not. I was not killed before. I was not shot by the police. I don't live in that city. I don't live in that area. Like, but yeah. it's about me. And I was like, no, it's about you, Mike. Unarmed black men are being killed. That means you too. And I'm like, damn, that's how it happens with black people? It happens to one, it happens to all. But for y'all, you get to go, no, 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 this isn't about me. We're not going to talk about me. This is a general thing. I, uh, yeah, it's just really weird. Like, does, why, like, I guess the, the question is like, okay, so they want to make this, they, they want to educate people, right? They want to do their part. They want to be involved in the conversation. They want to feel better about themselves. They want to lead the conversation also, it seems, a lot of times. Uh, well, I guess they'll post, they'll post things that other people have written and, and share and educate. But you're right. It's like, it is a little bit of a, of a, of a self-fulfilling um, kind of thing. Like, I'm, I'm doing my part. But, like, does this, does this mean that they shouldn't have this page, that they can't share anything, it shouldn't exist if it's no. run by a white person? No, 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 no. Because what that happens, what we're doing there, and this, I mean, this is just my, you know, my fucking diagnosis. I ain't got no fucking degrees in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this is just us talking. Writing. We're not trying but to. But, yeah, this is just a conversation, bitch. Don't yeah. come for me. Uh, but, <laughs> to whoever. Um, but that is when you just, when you keep focusing on level one, level two, you keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. The person already didn't, they, she didn't did that already. Her creating the page was already her addressing her, her personal and her interpersonal beliefs and actions. Cause she said, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a page that perpetuates my social media activity is going to be me educating people or myself. Remember earlier when I said that sometimes I pause situations because I also came to light for me. Yeah. So that's not to say that every time she makes one of those posts, she's not like, I'm making this post and I'm just not even reading anything that's on it. I'm just putting it out there. No, I don't think so. I think they probably took some time into it. She's probably reading it. It also does change to the way she's thinking. Now, what right. does that mean she's going to be perfect in, in her defensiveness and getting uncomfortable? No, because the reason why I would believe that someone like her would get defensive because people said, people questioned her personal uh level of oppression and her interpersonal level of oppression she goes i am not that mm. i have an instagram page you guys this is not my personal beliefs these are not my uh these are not my actions and my language how dare you guys say that this is languages from someone else this is right. not even mine and it's, she's right but what people people are actually addressing is they're saying hey baby girl there's still level three and level four that is still there that your page receives more traction and gets more attention because of what is normal and what is right. And you're already seen as the good girl who's doing better. And you're not just angry and militant. You're not, you're not a black girl that's like, let me tell you what it is. I'm going to spill a tea. I'm going to read y'all. You know, like that. I'm going to keep it black, but I'm going to keep it brief. Mm -hmm. Like, people probably get offended by her. Mm. But when people read this other girls, they go, oh, see, she said it so nicely. And she like is, she actually has a conversation with me. Now, see, that's the institutional part. And that's the cultural part. Yeah. That still exists. So that's what people are calling out. They're saying by you being a white girl and you posting these things and stealing stuff from people of color and regurgitating their words to put it through a nice white girl filter, you are perpetuating cultural and uh, institutional power and, and, and oppression. So that you need to challenge. 
So that's why people coming for her. They yeah. don't. Be, people might even be aware that that's why they're coming for her. People might think they'd be coming for her something else. That's why you are coming for her, and and that's why she's getting defensive because she thinks because you're because she's focused on level one, level two, not realizing there's other ones. It's like if I said, Grant, you need to be more mindful of you know A, B, and C and the overall picture. Your family things you might say at Thanksgiving or something like that, or the actions you might have one day when you have a job and you're hiring people, and you go. Mike, I have never said the N-word. And I'd be like, that's not what I said. What the fuck? <laughs> like, guilty conscience? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we are not. We are past that. Like, yeah. I, I have no way of thinking that you're going around being like, oh, I don't, I don't like black people. Like, that's not where we're at. We're right. having a bigger conversation. Same thing for me if someone would question my... My sexism, which has been a, has has happened, man. I have gotten called out for using certain language, for doing certain things. I was in a fucking fraternity. Come on now. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta be ready to be like, oh wait, you're talking about level three, level four. You talking about the bigger picture? Yes, let's talk about this. Let's unpack this. I probably fucked up a lot. Yeah, because the truth is uh, that people wanted to call out is like, her her you know repackaging this stuff and promoting it. Um, you know, regardless of like the, the, the circumstances and the, the, the words that were used, uh, you know, that, that the actual blow up of the conversation, um, led to was that she's taking the, she's taking, uh, spotlight away from other people of color who, you know, are, have degrees in this, are actually writing, you know, are writing books and writing, um, you know, scholarly essays about this and thinking about it all the time. She's taking their voice away. By by pushing her her stuff out there is but is she crediting them? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. I mean, oh. her page is named literally named after someone else's book, more well, or less, see? and she changed the name of the page, so now it's different. She, when she started, it. This is the thing. She needs to people need to understand where you like I told you where things change, things grow, and you got and you got to fix things as they as they get bigger. Yeah. When it was just her doing a page of 40 people, 50 people, 100 people, 300 people, you know, yes, that's a, that at the, that's the time we don't have to address those things. But when you start to get to, to this level and you get big with millions of followers and shit and you start to hit that, that institutional status, people have to correct you because if not, you will grow into a dangerous superpower. Yeah. So that's why people need how to come for her. Unfortunately, young lady, you got to deal with this. <laughs> I don't know how old she is, but unfortunately, ma'am, you got to you have to deal with these things because they're trying to the people are trying to nip it in the butt before that shit get bigger. Like if we knew that, if we knew to do that with with the Oscars or with uh, Wall Street or with the, our government, like wait a minute before we go any further in this, like if, if women all of a sudden, you know, if we're able to be like, wait, I know we we have president number four, but before you go to president number five. You need to give us a chance, too, because we ain't going to let y'all do this shit for 40 more times and not let us be part of it. Yeah. They, they didn't even let them get in the room to have that conversation. Now we're down to President 40, 40 what, 7? And who is it? Is I it don't even know. 45? <laughs> 46. Partisan 46. Yeah, because, yeah, that yeah. one was 46. So, but now it's a 46 president, and now we're considering, like, oh, we might get a woman. Because it took us that long to to address those situations because we wanted, we wanted to keep, like, pushing it over or being like, nah, this ain't us or not even do this. We didn't even have this conversation. So that's why people are just trying to, they're, they're, now she's able to change her name. Now she's able to move forward and do things and operate as she gets bigger, which might be, a, has some, might attribute to some of her like privileges she has and stuff like that. That's why she's gotten bigger. Yeah. But. Got a book deal. She got a book deal. She's like, she's doing okay. 
Yeah. And this is that's the thing. It's the same thing as like I mean to, to simplify is I think Charlie D'Amelio. I did an article a while back or whatever talking about how many views she got. She's one of the biggest people on TikTok. Mm. And she does a lot of TikTok dances. And she went on Jimmy Fallon or whatever, and she was doing a, teaching him how to do TikTok dances. And Jimmy Fallon thinks that she, like, like the world looks at that and says, oh, Charlie D'Amelio created these TikTok dances and is doing these TikTok dances. No, mm. she did not create them. Yeah, right. She took them yeah. from, like, black creators and people who, you know, do, like, that are dancers, too. She's a dancer as well. So, yes, choreography is how choreography works. You look at other dancers and learn their choreography. Yeah. But... The world doesn't know that looking at Jimmy Fallon. They, they, we erased those other people. We saw her. She's our point of entry. So then we go, oh, so she created all of this. Like that. Now other people were completely erased. So now when those other people try to dance, they go, oh, you guys do those Charlie D'Amelio dances. And they're like, I'm the one that created it. So that's, that's the reason where, you know, people get mad about, like, uh, cultural appropriation. Yeah. Is that, that for me, that's my, at least my personal experience, what my biggest problem with culture appropriation is. I don't give a fuck about people uh, enjoying celebrating other cultures and stuff like that. That's like, if you go eat street tacos or something, you go to a Japanese restaurant, like, go do you. I'm not going to say you can't eat nothing, you can't think about nothing, you can't speak yeah, the no, language. Yeah, you have to, because that's how things get popular and better. Yes. And, not better, sorry, like, more more well-known, is that, like, the people share it and... Uh, encourage it and, and you know spread it out and adapt it. yeah but if now if, and instead if you said i'm not gonna have street tacos i'm gonna make open face uh sandwich open face tortilla sandwiches <laughs> that have like steak shredded steak in them what <laughs> like with, with salsa yeah i bet you there's a restaurant they're gonna say salsa with sauce with the light tomato based sauce oh god uh now i bet you there's a restaurant out there that got some shit like that yeah. That's cultural appropriation. Nigga, you know what that is. Say what it is. If if it's a pizza, it's a pizza. If it's a if it's a taco, it's a taco. If it's a, a burrito, it's a burrito. If it's a ramen, it's ramen. Don't be like, oh, we have this dish. It's called it's like a noodle medley with egg, onion, um, and they're like, oh, this is kind of like rum. No, 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 it's not that. This is our thing. And then they make a bunch of money off of it. Yeah. Or they go, no, those those aren't those aren't braids. These are like uh, you know, hair, uh, hair knots or something. I don't know. They try to change the name. I don't know what they may do. Uh, like, do you know who Bo Derek is? So I know the name Bo Derek. It was before our time, but not that much before our time. But anyway, Bo Derek was in this movie, or whatever. She had braids, white lady. It's a pretty white lady, leading white lady. Like it's like basically like the, the ScarJo of that time. Okay, got it. Yeah. So she come out ScarJo of that time. Comes out. She got braids in her hair, cornrows. Everybody said, "Oh, Bo Derek, she has these braids on. Wow, that's so beautiful. That's exotic. Mm. That's like that's hot. She's trendsetter." Meanwhile, mm. black people didn't have their hair like that for all, all I don't know how long. They can't get jobs because that's not that's not professional. Mm. We don't like your hair like that. Mm. That hair is too natural. All of the shit. Then black women probably start getting their hair braided. They go, "Oh, you got them Bo Derek braids." They go, "If you don't get the fuck up out of here with that bullshit, <laughs> I had braids and barrettes in my hair since I was three years old." But yeah. that's what cultural appropriation is, because. They have, because Bo Derek had the privilege of the visibility of, of, of changing what is normal, yeah. of changing a cultural belief, yeah. of changing an institution, just with the, with the just like, like that. She can change that. Damn. Now, think about the power that, that, that if, if Bo Derek is able to do that with braids, what the fuck can y'all do? With tearing down racism and tearing down sexism and tearing down homophobia and heterosexism, like you can do it. Yeah. 
but you have to do it. We don't have the visibility like that. We we we're in the we're in the, the position that is that is being stepped on. Anybody listening to us right. now? If if uh, Joe Biden, what what did he do with uh with his vice president nominee? He, he made it Kamala yeah. Harris, right? Mm-hmm. He said, "Fuck, it, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I'll pick her." Bam. Let's see, is what it is. Guess who's our vice president now? It's her. Straight like that, because he just said, I can do that. I, I'm running for a position of power that will make sure that I have all four of those things on lock. Belief, cultural, interpersonal, uh, institutional, I have control of those things. So I can do whatever I want. I pick a black woman or mm-hmm. a, a South Asian woman. And so, bam, there you go. Now, companies can do the same thing. Like, a CEO could be like, you know what? I think we need to hire more people of color. And everybody goes, that's not fair, though, because, like, that's just, like, there's white guys that are my friends that one job. like, I don't give a fuck. This is my company. I need it to be more diverse. I don't need to hire people of color. Just do that, then. And, yep. and I know somebody might fucking argue and get mad at you and try to just, like, put a lawsuit or something against you. But if they do that, that's going to draw a light to how, how intense... Uh, how intense of a white supremacist they are <laughs> that they're taking you to court because you said I want to hire people besides white men. Yeah. So like it's like you have the power to just do those things. Just do it because you said because it's the right thing to do. Do it because you have the visibility. Do it because everyone will believe that you are the one that originated it. Do it like I don't understand how if I had to, if I had your power <laughs> if I if I had that that blonde hair blue eyed white boy bullshit. I would have, man, I would have tore some shit up. I'd have been cussing people out. I'd have been, I'd been writing all kinds of books. I would have been, I'd have been like, I'm a champion of, of, of breaking down my shame and, and rebuilding myself. I'd have like, it seems pretty easy to me to like, <laughs> to get a cookie when you're, when you're a white, blonde haired, blue eyed white guy. But, but to, to this, this conversation's point, then all of a sudden you get all that credit for that for doing all of that, and then now people ask you, well, or you know, you, what are you doing, you know, for people of color? Like actually, like you're you're taking a, a spotlight away from people of color by doing all of that. No, because I I, didn't, I said I was talking about breaking down my shame and 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 reconciling who I am. They're not taking the spotlight away from them. It's specifically white focused. It's focus on yourself. Yeah. If you did all of that and you're the CEO of the company, it in turn, all bunch of shit is going to change. Because he started, because Mr. CEO, Mr. Founder of the company started with personal and said, I broke down all this personal shit. I went through fucking ayahuasca trip where I just like <laughs> fucking realized how fucked up I am. So then he comes back to work the next day and he goes like, we need to be better around here. The things that we say we do, the products that we put out need to be better. We need to be more diverse. We need to fix this shit. Then bam, you got interpersonal. You're like, oh, that's how that happens? Yeah. And then he's like, then because he does that, everyone's like, well, that's the CEO's doing that. So I guess I'm, I'm a CFO. I got to do that too. And I guess all the managers got to do it too. And I guess we just add that to our training books and our training manuals. It's just, I guess it's just the way this job is now. And we go, oh, that's institutional now. Because all, all of the people in the company are acting as the CEO is acting. And then now that they do that, the company's just that way. And everyone's like, that's just the way said company is y'all that's just the way it is that's the truth that's what's right that's oh. the company culture wow wait a minute you tell me that all it took was just like a couple people to fucking reconcile with their bullshit and not, not, and, and, and so that's but i think it's just hard like we've got to be real it's gonna it's it's it sucks to do that process 
Yeah. To to be like, I'm a, I need to break down everything that's wrong with the things that I've been doing or living in. I don't need to throw them all away in the trash, but I need to be mindful of, of those privileges I have. It's it's not fun to do. That's why people call it sitting in your shit. That's why people call it unpacking or deep process. It's like basically therapy. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if once you do that, if enough of us do that, we'll be good. And don't worry, people that look like Grant Harvey, like... Y'all have so much fucking power. You're going to be there till the world fucking implodes in itself. Trust me. Trust me. If you've been, if you've been doing it this long, y'all in there, y'all in there like swimwear. It's, it's deep. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you're not going to, like, white, white men, like, oh, the white men are going to be, like, taken away and, and eradicated. That's not going to happen, first of all, because y'all still here. Everybody still want everybody to live here. And everybody then mixed up now. So, we don't even know who's who anyway. So, that's not going to happen. What's going to happen is just going to be a lot more people and a lot more opportunities. Well, I think the, the most telling part about this whole thing is so the census data came out last uh, week. And essentially, over the last 10 years, America has gotten extremely more diverse in almost every state. There's maybe like two parts of Texas or one part of Florida that more, more white people popped up. But other than that, every other region in the United States is more diverse than it was 10 years okay, ago. Okay, see, but... It, while that is great, I because I, we're I'm gonna finish up with this. Yeah, I saw the headline for that, and that's some bullshit. Because the headline, the way they wrote that shit, was like they basically said that like it is so everything's so diverse. We are this is the most multicultural we ever been, and non-white. The mm-hmm. the, the the population of white people is declining, and as multicultural. So I'm saying, what they just did, they didn't realize what they just said in there. They thought they thought they did it. They're like, "Oh, we're addressing, we're we're really breaking down the issue." No, you're not. No, you're not. You you didn't do the work. You you probably did some personal work, but you didn't do the the interpersonal because what you just said was this is the first time that it has been like non-white, which means you gave white the normal normal token. You gave mm-hmm. white the normal seat. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that it's not like cis head white men in charge. It's like other people, other people. Yeah, I don't know. We don't mean like that. We just mean like this is the first time like that. Like everyone else gets to do it. That's like crazy. It's like a decline of like of white. And it's like wait, white? What's the decline of white? You mean the, the, is white right? Is that what you're trying to say? This is like this is like the we went left now. We went in a different direction. This doesn't sound good. Okay, but the the point being though, regardless of how it's phrased, the the concept is that diversity has increased which means that there's more of these conversations that are going to naturally have to happen. Now, the downside of that is that diversity can create conflict in a lot of, of cultures, like with this, which is a, this is a study that has been done. But, you not, but that conflict is resolved when there's like a sense of social, con- contra- ugh, social contract, where like everyone's like, we're in this together. The problem with America is we have this fractured everyone for themselves mentality what, what, right now. No, I'm, I'm going to push back. on the, the reason why the article is bad, because you said everyone is in this together. But they said this is the, the first time that multicultural families and blended families have increased and white, all white families and white population has decreased. I understand. That's not all together. You just you still separated it. So the, the, the same thing that's still segregated. So now the white people are going to be like, fuck. We're declining. We're decreasing. What is? It's changing. I don't like that. 
When they could, all they had to say is just, where, I mean, this is, I, mean, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're talking about the scientific reality. We, no, and, I'm, you, and I'm talking, and also, but I'm, I'm talking out of two sides of my mouth because at the same time, I'm also acknowledging that, like, that diversity does create conflict. So white people see that, they go, oh shit, things are changing. They're going to double down. The racist people are going to double down on what they believe. Yes. Because I, I, think, I think when people talk so much about diversity, that's just their way of saying, like, look at me, I did a good thing. They're like, yeah, I can see everyone that. just says diversity, diversity, diversity without even doing any work. They're just like, I don't know. Let's just put black people in here. And it's like, I, yeah, where did you put black people in? Is there, is there KKK people here? Like, you need to address some things first. Don't just throw black people in some shit that they can, <laughs> that is dangerous for them. It, once again, it's the firefighter in the burning house. Yeah, actually, you're right. The, the focus on diversity and glorification of diversity is kind of coming from a privileged position, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that's a point of privilege to be like, wow, look at how diverse the country's getting now. Or We love diversity here at XYZ Company. Yeah, we. I think we made this analogy a long, 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 long time ago days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only was on the inside. But the... I think it's like the kid, okay, you get in the classroom, sixth grade, fifth grade, whatever, and he goes, hi, everybody. I just want to let you know that I invited everyone in the classroom because my mom said I had to because some of you kids are losers and some of you kids are weird looking or different colors and stuff like that. But don't worry. You all can come to my birthday party because my mom said I had to. And if I didn't, she would get mad and probably like cancel my, my uh, video games and cancel me. So I just gotta do it. This kid sucks. I don't yeah. want to go to his birthday party. Anyway. Is that not what happens with corporations, governments? They're like, yeah. I'm gonna be diverse because I think that's what we're supposed to do now. Like, I think George Floyd had a march or something, and like, we're supposed to have like diversity initiatives now. So like, yay, civil rights. And it's like that's it. And then they then they go to the job and just throw that people and say, incorporate this. And they're like, what? Shit! <laughs> like the world is still on fire. I don't even know if we can do this. This is putting a lot on us. Yeah. You literally, not only are you throwing a, a fireman into a burning house and saying solve all the problems, you literally are throwing them in there with no water. <laughs> like you, like there's nothing. You just like go in there and, and fix it. It's some bullshit. That's I'm not saying that shouldn't happen. Yeah. Because, like, what's the difference between that and the CEO that did ayahuasca and figured out his shit and tells his company, hey, we need more diversity? No, that, no, because he's he's from the top. Yeah, but that's people I, at the top that are saying, "Hey, but we need he diversity. went he went and changed the company culture. Yeah. He went and changed the whole infrastructure of the company. That is that is different. That is different than someone who gets hired at the company as a diversity. So basically, right now I'm showing you the top and the bottom. I'm physically yeah, yeah. to Grant, and the, the CEO goes from the top and makes sure he like he's the roots of the plant. So he goes and he spreads it to all the whole tree. Now, if you just hire a diversity and equity initiative person, the CEO of the whole company is fucked up. This one person is trying to push against that whole thing. They're not going to get anywhere. But, they, they're but, walking into a they walking into a burning building. Now he instead he is the fucking fire department. So he's like, oh, I can send as many firefighters as I want. What y'all need? Y'all need water? I'm the whole city, goddamn. I can give you everything you need. Yeah, he's not even the fire fire department. He's the whole city. 
Right. He, He's the man. He has water. He has power. He has carpenters. Oh, he I can see. rebuild a house. He can uh, put place the people that got displaced into a new house. He he can do that. Now that's all we need to get people on board is the people who have the chart in charge of all of the papers and the documents and all of that. That's that's all people are trying to tell these mayors and stuff. It's like we understand that there's work being done, but that small group is pushing against a huge institution, and you are at a position of power at a seat that is at almost near the top of that. So we're just asking that you force the company culture to change. It's it, it's interesting what's going on with like ESG stuff right now because that's like the 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 short version of environmental, social and governance uh requirements, right? Where it's like yeah, every company now has to be sustainable. Every company now has to have like pay attention to its social impact um or sustainability impact, I should say. And every company needs to focus on its governance and, and you know, where it's, like, sourcing its its labor from and, and, you know, like, if it's fair and who's on the board and all that sort of stuff. But all those things are kind of lumped together. And it's really easy for companies to make these, like, really great statements about, like, oh, you know, we're going to be XYZ amount sustainable by XYZ date. Um, and it's a bunch of PR. And then all of a sudden when they do that, a bunch of people invest in them because they're like, hey, you know, Sony's going sustainable. Woohoo! You know, let's yeah. throw some money at them. But, like, it's really hard to measure that. It's just really like, hard. Just like if you throw out a, a, a diversity, you know, quota that you're like, ah, we're trying to, you know, we're, we're going to be XYZ board members are going to be BIPOC by 2025. It's like, it's really yeah. hard to measure the progress there. Or if you, if you say, uh, I'm Jamie Spears and I'm going to consider maybe stepping down from my conservatorship <laughs> because that seems like something that should happen. Yeah. That's all he said was just a statement. Like that's basically what just happened. Yeah. Nigga, that didn't do nothing. Like that that's that, that doesn't count. That's like that is the bare minimum. We are asking for your whole complete removal, revamp, restructuring of the whole conservatorship, delete that whole thing. But that's not what occurs. Wow, that's all so you true. got all we get is a fucking statement. All we get is an apology letter from the baby. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like, nah, dude, you did more than that because what he didn't understand. See what so what what happens is people like the baby is he's like, I'm a black man. I come from the inner city or something. I don't know, you know, baby, the story, the baby story, but he probably got a generic black story. But, uh, <laughs> but like he thought I can say this crazy shit because I'm oppressed. But see, what he forgot is that he's a millionaire, that he was on a stage with thousands and thousands of people. It was also being recorded, so it was international. He's on a huge platform. Mm-hmm. He he didn't he wasn't ready to be in that Bo Derek status. So mm. when he said that shit. That shit started at that. That shit was it. It was some level two shit. He said because it was just his language, mm-hmm. but he was operating on behalf of the culture. Yeah, the culture of what of what rappers of hip hop and what the world thinks of gay people and people with AIDS. He was operating off the institution that got him on that stage to begin with. Totally. So that's why it's a big problem. That's why you got to change the name of your Instagram page. That's why you got to do more than just give an apology letter. That's why you got to start from the top and not just rely on these little bit individual diversity equity workers or firefighters to put out the whole fire and rebuild the whole house. It's gonna, it's, it takes a lot of us. It's going to take a lot more than just Grant sitting here and processing this on his own. It's going to take a lot more than me sitting here and trying to let Grant know what, what racism or homophobia is like. 
It's gonna it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot of work of all those things at the same time. If there's four levels up, it's gonna take four levels to break that shit down. So time to level up. Level up. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to Black Man in the Right World. If you like what you heard, please like, comment, subscribe, or leave us a five-star review. For more, go to www.blackmanrightworld.com or email us at blackmanrightworld at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.